Lucha Libre, and the Mexican Luchadors. In the world of the masked luchador, this is where it all begins. The Mexico City workshop of Victor Martinez. This is where the craft work of the mask maker and the persona of the wrestler mesh. This is step one in what might someday evolve into a superhero. In Mexico City, we spoke with Rey Mysterio Jr. and his uncle. For my career, the mask was of the utmost importance. Losing it was devastating to me, and I wasn't sure if I'd be accepted by the fans without my mask. According to Dr. Lechuga, Lucha Libre masks are contemporary reminders of forgotten Indian rituals and fierce Aztec warriors who wore them into battle. The object in itself is not so much important as all the history which is behind it. Certainly the tradition of the mask is an important aspect. But the question is, does one take on the persona of the mask they wear? For me, the mask is most important. It's my style, part of my soul. It's a great myth. My mask is everything to me. I kind of get nervous thinking about it, thinking about losing it. I wish it would never happen in my career, but they could beat you. And this thing comes off. That could be the end of my career. I don't like to follow tradition. Besides, it would be a mistake to cover my beautiful face. With my mask on, I sometimes scare myself. And I know I'm scary to my enemies. My mask means death. Losing a mask or hair match is the ultimate insult. Here is Eddie Guerrero's hair. I keep it like a trophy. Another one of my collection. It's the most important thing in my career. He got lucky because he knows that if he ever faces me again, he will lose his persona. Next time, we will take a look at the importance and the influence of the families and the fans in Lucha Libre and the Mexican Luchadors. That's good, right? You want to do that? Yeah, All that's right. good. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross. Uh, my name Hell is Bucky. Yeah. My name is Siobhan. And we are... Um, Record? Are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording for nine minutes. Is what it says. Uh, we'll make sure to use, you know, a tenth of that. Sure. Things were said. Yeah. <laughs> Many things that we regret. Um, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Sitting back with uh, my uh, senorial sangria soda. Mm. Sure. Uh, celebrating, sure. Uh, you know, the lovely, the lovely nation of Mexico. And one of its finest exports okay. on episode 25 of Wrestling is Gross. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, it is a significant day. 25 episodes. Um, I'm having a sarsaparilla just sitting uh, with a straw in my mouth looking at the beautiful Arizona sunset. Um, hell yeah. Feeling, you know, <laughs> you know, wondering, wondering what the dude's going to be doing next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really having having a moment out here. Um, I. I was thinking uh, we should get some, like, uh, what's the stuff? It's like the ayahuasca. We'll get some ayahuasca, and then we could record a podcast on ayahuasca. What do you think about that? 
Why not? Yeah, what do sure. we got to lose? Yeah. You know? Episode like, 26 we'll- is when we'll do that. Um, yeah. All right. So 25 episodes. We are uh, in the... 11th month of this podcast. It took us 11 months to get to 25. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's an okay pace? I think that is... That's what we set out for, ultimately. Yeah, kind of. Every other week was the plan, and we didn't do that, but we have done, you know... and We're we're going to almost certainly get 28 episodes, right? Who knows? Well, we don't. We don't fucking know. So many things could happen. Balls in the air. (laughs) Balls in the air. Um... Balls flying through the air. Um, yeah, I, I am uh, excited. The, the twenty-five is it, we've we've reached twenty-five. I feel like twenty-five is a, mi- a minor milestone. A, a minor milestone, and uh, yeah, looking forward to at least twenty-five more. Uh, Absolutely, yes. I'll promise that many, um, unless something terrible happens to one of us. But I, I, you know, I got good feelings about. I got a good feeling about the the next twenty-five episodes. Um, not this one, but starting with the one after. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this week we are doing our first in a two, maybe three part, probably two part series. Um, is your idea? It's the, the best of Lucha de Apuestas in the decade, uh, spanning from 2010 to 2019. And you selected these matches for the most part. Um, I think yeah. you may have selected all of them, but I was, I agreed on, the half that I'd seen and the other half I'm just excited to see. Um, we are not, I just want to get out in front of this, we are not covering Blue Demon Jr. versus Ray Wagner or Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, on this show because we are still going to do the AAA episode uh, with that feud as the focus uh, one of these days. It's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah. And we are probably not going to talk much, at least, about uh, Atlantis versus Ultimo Guerrero. Um, because it doesn't doesn't really fit the the picture here, um, but I think you have it as maybe the best match of the entire decade. Is that right? Maybe the best match, um, and I would say best Apuesta. Yeah. Okay. So, and I so I would say that uh, Blue Demon Junior. and uh, Doctor Wagner Junior. is the best Apuesta of the decade. So we're leaving two. Uh, perhaps the two heaviest hitters off of these shows to focus more on indie stuff. Um, I think we are going to dip into CMLL once on the next episode because of an unfortunate incident. We were going to cover Kaifan versus Karante or Dr. Karante. Karante. Dr. Karante is uh, Mystic Kursko's dad and all those other... Uh, Different guy. Jo- yeah, all his other jobber brothers. Okay. Um, I did know no. that. I always thought it was the same guy. Um, I, I don't know how many Karante matches I've seen. Uh, that was a crazy match that has unfortunately had its YouTube account deleted in the time since Siobhan watched it and today. So, real shame. Um, we're, we should all be archiving the stuff. Preserve it all. Um, yes, I got Tom K on the case. So. Okay, cool, cool. Um, somebody's got that match. Somebody's got to have that match. Somebody's got to fucking have that match. Yeah, because yeah. um, it was a big deal when it was it was posted uh, like on Wrestling KO and you know spread around our corner of the wrestling internet. It was uh, everybody watched it. I I, I had seen Kaifon like a couple of times. I remember he was in some of those early Hechicero matches. Uh, that yeah, were, and they, those were like all mat work. That wasn't even this kind of thing. But Kaifon Karate yeah. is wild, disgusting. Yeah, beautiful. The the Avis Dong Avis as yeah. always. 
for sure. Also, I, I, I wrote down Yave, Yave yeah. in uh, yeah. in my notes at some point here. Um, we'll get to a Yave or two, but mostly we're talking about people punching each other in the face, and I don't have my notes up, so, oh, shit. Yeah. I had the Megumi Kudo episode notes up. <laughs> you want to talk uh, about that again? Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Kudo versus uh, Kandori and, you know, hair versus hair. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I would, you'd love to see it. Um, um, so first, we're going to do uh, the Indie Strong Blaze, right? <laughs> Is that how you say this? In the strongest, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's it's not easy to pronounce. Right, it's Ares or Aries versus Belial versus Impulso, and yes. this is from WMC. Um, I'm not sure what that stands for, but it's from Arena San Juan Patislan, um, from February 26th, 2017. It's a triple threat uh, between three guys who are in the trio that we. We failed to pronounce correctly. Indestructibles. Indi- Indi- so it's, it's, it's a play on indestructibles. In- yeah, indestructibles. Yeah, it's 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 just don't do the accent on it. Indestructibles. It. It's the it's the rush rule. You like, don't tell we me can't, not. We'll, you don't tell me not to do an accent. I'll do the I'll do the fucking accent. I'll do it in an Irish accent. Oh, the indestructibles. That's perfect. Fantastic. You're gonna hear a lot of accents on this episode, folks. Um, yeah. I promise not to do the Africa guy voice. No, uh, got it out of my system earlier uh, in the in the stuff that we cut. Um, yeah, this is this is a, uh, a, a interestingly structured match. This is on the Maslucha page. Maslucha uh, shouts out one of the best YouTube pages in the world. Uh, posts just got, gets better every every year. Holy shit, there's so much. Yeah. If I was the kind of person who would ever say such a thing as "there's too much wrestling." to watch i would say it about that but i'm not because i'm not an asshole I'm not a fucking piece of shit no there's not enough well definitely not for that reason at least yeah like they it's all good it's all it all kicks ass they have like like these insane like welcome to me barrio like i don't even know what that is is that something they're just straight up paying for i don't even know what that uh, is but, what is welcome yeah, to me barrio it's, it's this weird um, like mini promotion running out of somewhere I forget arena neza maybe okay and like and they're like eighteen episodes in. Like they have official episodes. It's okay. Wild. I don't know what the hell is exactly going on because it's the uncharted it. territory of Mexico. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's Lucha Plus. If you have ever seen a Lucha Plus logo, that's Mas Lucha. And they, yeah, I, I think an actually comparison between them and like a an indie wrestling TV wouldn't be too far off because of the wide range of stuff that they post. Um, but instead of, you know, paying nine ninety nine a month or, you know, sharing the cost with uh, 50 of your friends, <laughs> as some yeah. might do, um, Maslucha is all free. Yeah. yeah, it's all free and it's all right there. And if you're not watching, uh, you know, Wotan's emerging feud with El Hijo del Fishman, then that's on you, dude, because that shit fucking rules. Um, but yeah, this is Ares versus Billy All versus Impulso. Um what did you think of the match? Um, this match is it's hilarious, um, and it kicks a it's ton of ass, and it's it's so ridiculous. Um, you know what this reminds me of, in a way? Uh, the Three Stooges. Well, yes, I was going to say uh, it's an uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. <laughs> okay, the, yes. moder- the modern Three Stooges, of course. Yes, the... Um, a uh, friend of the show, J.R. Goldberg, once said that it was uh, it could be the best ECW match of all time huh, in its okay. structure. Uh, but so, but I, I, I think, think it's, it's smarter than that. Yeah, and it's more it, thought it's, out. 
But it is just so funny. Like, so these free idiots, because they are all idiots, and we love them though. The treasures, free best friends, uh, part of a tr- their trio, and they got booked into this. The best friends. Yes, they got booked into this uh, hair versus hair versus mask. Uh, Ares is hair. Uh, Impulso's hair mm-hmm. and Belial's mask. Yeah. Um, Impulso should have put his face paint on the line too. Yeah. I thought I had. I feel like yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you lose, you just gotta go wash it off. Yeah. I mean, how have we never had? I mean, like if there's a chessman Pagano, like hair versus hair, like one of those guys should also lose the paint. Yeah, totally. And they're not allowed to wear it for a year or something, or until their hair grows back out. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, and so many betrayals on this match. Um, yeah, okay, so- it's got a really cool structure. Um, and it, it is sort of built around teamwork and then the dissolution of that teamwork. Um, I do want to say my first note here is that um, my son, I was trying to watch this on my phone in the kitchen. My son opened the Lazy Susan right as it was starting and pulled a 28-ounce can of salsa de chili fresca onto his head, um, which... Uh, Actually, he got color off of it, um, so that sucked. But you know, he, <laughs> boy knew he was working in a Plestis match, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I had to delay my watching a little bit on on that on account of that. Um, it does start with uh, an extended segment of each of the different combinations uh, double teaming the third guy, um, and that first segment is Aries versus uh, Aries and Impulso beating up uh, Billy All. Um, yeah. And it's Billy All is like really good in this opening segment because he is sort of running around and he's like arm dragging circles around them, right? Um, he just he it's like the this sort of Casadora satellite body scissor move. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you hadn't seen it, would you know what I was saying? Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. He uh, he jumps, does a wheelbarrow, and instead of and he does like sort of a satellite head scissor, but he never gets up to the head. He just does it with the legs wrapped around the body. Yeah. It's you've really all cool. seen Virus do it. If you've seen Virus yeah. do anything. Yeah. It's very cool. It's I haven't seen a Virus match in a while. Well, I've seen one this year. Yes. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Um, he goes for a dive on Aries, but Impulso smashes him in the head with one of those small but heavy trash cans that you almost always see in the brawls at this building. This yeah. Is, uh, Arena San Juan Pantitlan, uh, which is a, a building that you see a lot these days with this sort of match. Um, and then they put all four hands on his mask uh, on the floor and just start ripping at the mask just in four different directions. It's very cool. Um, extremely good shit. I I think Belial is probably my least favorite of this three, of this trio. Um, he's the flashiest, probably. But he is—he gets his ass kicked real good here. He sort of automatically becomes a de facto Technico. He's sort of yes. the, ba- the baby face of the, the entire match. Yes, he has the most to lose. Um, of course. Put, yeah, putting up his mask. Um, he's the best technician, but that doesn't really matter. There is a w- one very cool... Like, he gets um, hmm. uh, Impulso in a hold, and uh, like that's like a butterfly lock, uh, and uh, Aries super kicks him, and which... Uh, has uh, like this sort of short DDT. Yes, yeah. definitely feels like there's a lot of spots in this match that felt like the three of them just like, what if we did that? Yeah, it's it's, so, it's got uh, some it's, of that early 2000s triple threat vibes, like the the famous Daniels Loki uh, Danielson uh, three way from the like the first Ring of Honor show. There's like a lot of that sort of feel to some of those spots, but they don't overdo it. They don't go 
they don't go full like hero cabana punk levels of choreography um, with their dumb three-way spots. And no, there there's one uh, I have it written down here somewhere, and I'll get to it. There's one that it was just like bonkers to me. Um, Billy All, of course, does have the mask. Um, it gets ripped open. He starts bleeding pretty quickly. Um, and after you mentioned that he had the most on the line, I mean, I I that was I had acknowledged that it made sense to me, but also. It, I think it's interesting the idea that the two guys that don't have the mask uh, would go after the masked guy first, just just like as like a shitty thing to do, just like yes. Uh, presumably, Impulso almost definitely had a mask at one point, and I would guess that Ares probably did too. Do you have any idea? Um, I believe Impulso voluntarily gave his mask up. Okay, which is interesting. Um, I don't remember about Ares off the top of my head. Okay, but. I've- well, they they want him to be on their level, probably. I I could like totally see that as a yes. But at the same time, it's also funny because I I would team up with the guy who has the mask. Just he's in... he's going to have more fire, right? Yeah, he's he has the most to lose. So you know why not like like that that you know and then even and then you can because this is a tr- a triangle match. This is a two fall match. Right. Um, you. Whoever pin, whoever gets the first pin or uh, submission, that they are eliminated. They don't have to put up anything. Yeah, they get to leave. That's so. That's the weird yes. thing. And I, I wasn't sure um, at the start of this if it was the famous uh, uh, El Dandi, uh, El Hijo de Santo, and uh, Negro Casas match from like was it the ninety seven anniversary show CMLL? Nine, um, December ninety six. Oh, okay. Okay. The, yeah, the, yeah. The anniversary after, show is is the singles match. Um, yeah, um, it's in uh, Santos' uh, re- like return from AAA and his his heel like, run. Yeah, which is fucking great. Yeah, which it's is, a, one of the greatest matches of all time. Uh, and it's uh, that match is more of a more of a singles match, anyways, because doesn't El Dandy like pin himself out of it pretty quick? No, Casas or Casas does right. Yes, and Dandy, and that might be Dandy's last really great match, and it is great. Um, I would and, disagree. Yeah. I think El Dandy had a. Well, he had a maybe not really great. He had a really good match with Satanico last year, right? He's had some stuff, yeah. I think that maybe his big, last big, like big star prime era, yeah, yeah. Because then he's about to go off to WCW and all of that. But it's, sure, and become famous uh, because of a Bret Hart meme. Um, yeah, it sucks. yeah. Uh, they they throw lots I love, of fountain love Bret drinks. Hart. Uh, Dandy's better than him. Yeah. I don't, I don't, hmm, El Dandy versus Brett. See, that would be a hell of a match, because I think Brett could work the, you, you, you've seen, I, I think everybody's seen, well, of course not everybody has seen, but I think a lot of people who are into this shit have seen the 92 El Dandy versus Negro Casas match that's entirely, I guess from the Arena Coliseo, um, and it's entirely just mat work. They like yeah, they barely, barely hit the ropes, like it's just all just holds, it's all Yaves. Um, I think Brett could work that match. Not as well as Negro Casas does, but I think you could... I'd say Negro Casas is definitely better than Bret Hart. I don't know if I'd put El Dandy over Bret Hart. Um, I'm a big Bret Hart fan, though. I am, too, though. I mean, so I don't know. I yeah. fucking love Bret. Interesting from- interesting comparison. I, I know people yes. have had this argument for years now because of that stupid quote. Um, and, like, every, anytime somebody mentions El Dandy, then, like, a guy who has watched, you know, not the insane amount of wrestling that we have will just put that gif in or whatever um who or just say who are you to doubt doubt el dandy yes the only uh, uh dandy match they ever saw had almost certainly had disco inferno in it <laughs> yeah yeah uh shouts out to glenn uh our our, our new woke king glenn gilberti um yeah. 
Yeah, so they beat the shit out of Belial. Uh, they throw fucking fountain drinks in his face, chop him up. They hit him with like all manner of concessions and detritus and uh, those like those weird plastic beer crates and just yeah. impulses like biting him. And these guys are all supposed to be friends, so it's just wild. Um, this is where I have it written down. Impulso hits like a a big double underhook face buster um, on yeah. on Angel's wing uh, an Angel's wings, if you will, and yeah. uh, Pulls Billy all to set up uh, Loki, uh, like double stomp to the back of his head. Uh, but Ares is now sick of beating up his friend and decides to beat up his other friend instead and just double stomps the back of Impulso's head. <laughs> um, yes. Then him and Billy all like cut a deal, I guess. So they start going after Impulso together and call me crazy. But if I'm Billy all, I don't think I'm trusting anyone. No. Uh, the man who just hit me like a half dozen times in the head with a trash can. Like, fuck you, Aries. No way. Um, yes, arbitrarily picking one friend. It's like, all right, I picked one friend. And it's like, you know what? Time to pick the other friend. Fair and... weather, they call that. Fair weather. Oh. Yeah. I, I've, I, I, got, I got people like that. You know? We all... Yeah. Who, who can relate? Shouts out. Uh, comment below. Uh, Impulso's segment... Uh, Getting his ass kicked results in him cutting really deep. He's bleeding a ton by the time he like oh, ends yeah. up in the front row. And Billy all smashing one of those one of those bottle crates over his head, and he is bleeding just a shit ton. Um, and they like rip. So there's an interesting thing that I thought about during this is like in an Apuestas match, you always rip the mask open. Um, yeah. But like, what if they don't have a mask? What if it's a hair match? What are you gonna rip? The skin. You just put your fingernails yeah. in the skin and pull it apart. Um, so that's gross I, yeah, a gross yeah, idea get, that you, I had. you break yeah you really start with the knuckle punches and yeah. everything that every anything sharp on your body uh those regal style for like with the bone part of the wrist you don't see those a lot of literature sure. but yeah you hit you them know, with the it's, not, it's the uh it's the ulna right the ulna or the radial i always forget um the sharp bone yeah. Yeah. Um, Impulso uh, sort of fucks up a single hand knuckle lock counter as he tries to run and step up the ropes, uh, which you can attribute to the blood loss. But he does this again and goes. He uh, what's he have? Uh, belly all. Yeah, he has belly all and and the sing like one hand knuckle lock runs up like you would for like a big arm drag thing and just sort of bounces on the top and just basically delivers a springboard flying headbutt to Ares. It's sort of, it's a tope, kind of, like it's a head first dive, but he doesn't like get horizontal. He just like f- jumps really high, flies down, and just shoot headbutts Ares from the top to the floor, who's it standing. Like, yes, it looks insane. It does look like, like completely um, a pawn impulsive. Uh, nice. Like the idea is Excellent. like, well, he just, bu- it's like, you know That's what, fuck this. Fantastic. It's Yes, it's time to just, <laughs> all right, like, you know what? Fuck this guy. This yeah. is the guy who turned on you and he turned on me, so fuck him. Yeah. Let's fuck him up now. Yeah. Ares <laughs> sort oh. of stumbles around and Belial uh, also delivers a, like a low pay. And so we enter the Ares gets his, it gets his ass kicked segment of the match. Um, Impulso bites him. Uh, sort of more trash can vengeance. Um, a lot of... Oh, a lot of like C, like I don't know exactly what those things, like, the, the like those just like like wooden um, sort of tablas are like just these. I don't know what the hell they they come from because they're like, these weird multicolor things. They, yeah. Those get broken a lot. There's those a are, lot of weird stuff in, in here and in, in Nakopan where you get like just it's 
I, that's why I wrote detritus, because I don't know what the fuck this stuff is. It's just like, it's shit that looks like it washed up on shore. Yeah. It's just, it's like, uh, definitely not recyclable, but it should be. Um, that's right. This is a pro recycling podcast. Really, <laughs> really, uh, progressive shit here. Um, Impulso hits a, a really shitty frog splash in this, which is something I've noticed. Nobody seems to be able to do a good frog splash anymore. Have you noticed this? Uh, everyone who does, yeah, and like people just do like the lowdown more often. Yeah, and it's never, it's never like D-low level either. Like that's a hard type of thing to do, I think. I think it's hard to, you know, do a frog splash. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I feel like it's not the easiest thing in the world, but it seems like every time I see somebody do a frog splash now, even like Leo rushes frog splash and he's great. I don't think he's got a good frog splash. Like, no. Rob Van Dam's probably still wrestling, right? Is he Rob Van Dam's in TNA now? Yeah, he is in TNA. Shit, hell yeah. He's divorced and he's like he's like, so he's like divorced. out there on fucking uh on Twitter posting pictures of him fucking bitches. Like that's so cool. What a fucking neat dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a man. He is such he is a man who has been in a Seagal movie for damn sure. He is <laughs> Um, you know, sh- no offense to Josh Barnett, but of wrestlers who have been in Seagal movies, uh, RVD is m- much more, li- uh, you know, living the Seagal life. Hell yeah. He also, uh, Rob Van Dam did a voice, uh, for the, for the video game Saints Row the Third, um, which also Hulk Hogan did voice for that. Um, <laughs> some really good Lucha Libre stuff. And we should just talk about that game at some point. Um, you should, you should watch a YouTube compilation of all of the Lucha cutscenes because it's extremely good. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Um, Belly All breaks up the pin after the bad frog splash, which seems like a weird thing to do. Um, just let the other guy get the fall, you know. <laughs> yes. It doesn't it hurt you in any way. It's like just because part of it is like have and then just like just you know, they're done. They they just got pinned. Like, and then just hit, like, an, Yeah, another... you, you hit another move. Yeah. Yeah, like, they're incapacitated. Everybody they... hit one move on the guy who's down. Everybody pin him. We all go home, and that guy has to get his head shaved. Like, that's it's not fucking science. I mean, it is science, but it's not it's not a difficult science. I wish you could think it's of which... It's not complicated. It's not complicated science. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'm doing... <laughs> it's not goddamn astrophysics. It's, it's... not. It's not airplane science. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not bird ball. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so it does break down at some point. Someone gets snap suplex onto somebody else. Uh, Billy All counters an impulso cold red and like flips him backwards so he ends up sort of moonsaulting. Yes, uh, like he, like a full rotation mad scientist bomb. Yeah. It, awesome um, shit. Uh, and then the, the really cool triple threat, uh, choreography spot here uh to me was that impulso somehow gets like a gory hold on belly all um or maybe inverted gory no it's just regular gory um and and has him uh in position for you know like sort of the the widow's peak right Uh, yeah i don't know what else you call that move the gory neck breaker something like that yeah um and he does he he has him in position for that um and then does a double underhook on Ares and hits a basically a widow's peak on uh, on Impulso or uh, sorry on Belly All and uh, at like a Tiger Driver ninety eight on Ares yeah like a full like a full Devil's Wings like a 
just a straight up it's it's like a like a like a damus driver a rush driver yeah just rush or j driller it's like it's it is fully top of the head just how the, and that is he is a tiny little man yeah neither of these guys are big mind you but that's yeah but he's got one guy yeah he's got one guy like in a backpack position and then he does it's it's like i don't even know how he uses arms like it's crazy it's it's one of the coolest things i've ever seen um and aries does like an over the post dive uh they they all bleed way too much they all get like real tired you know yeah um, like there's just... a cut of the three of them on the floor and pulso's crotch is like completely covered in blood hell yeah like to the point where it looks like he pissed himself but it's like no that that's just blood he, that pissed, is blood. he pissed blood all over himself yeah it's tired he's tired <laughs> you ever get tired yeah. you ever just get like tired as hell and you're like damn I still got shit to do, but I want to lay down. These guys all oh, just want to chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he he got a couple of liver shots. Yeah, so. yeah. He's and now he wants to have a little nap. Um, yeah. I, what else can you say? Uh, Impulso destroys Billy All with the Fire Thunder Driver, uh, pins him, and we have. Uh, um, out of the classic Tombstone reversal too, which was fucking insane. Yeah, I expected a, a, a Martinete, um, but it was just a. A fire thunder driver, top of the head, uh, Nate Hatred style, just real sick shit. Um, and then I think what Aries dominates Billy All for a little bit. Um, Aries has a great elbow drop. Uh, yeah, to- I have that written down. Sick top top rope elbow drop. Uh, he gets like it's almost it's like he hits like a, it's like a top rope version of a Muda elbow or something. Like mm-hmm. it's he looks like he gets a lot of motion on the elbow before. Looks the fantastic. leg kick, the kick out of the legs is really cool. Yeah. Oh, um, not on like a like a Kyrie Hojo, but like more sure. on the elbow. The elbow motion is is the thing that you notice. It's really fucking cool. Um, Aries is great. All three of these are great. He's and also then, got a really good Hiromu. Um, and for if you don't know what a Hiromu is, it's any like cradle driver move that you can't figure out what to call it. Uh, it's called yes. a Hiromu. Um, it's, yeah, Hiromu. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn, you hit me with that damn Hiromu. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, shouts out to Drake Landell. Uh, Ares yeah. hurts his knee on a moonsault attempt. Oh, yeah, he, feet. So, this is so fucking good. He he does he some uh, Chris Hamrick shit. Yeah, he sells that for like forty five seconds, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think um, Impulso is like back in, like trying to help him. Like it, like they're they're, they're going to stop the match. And Billy All is is helping him out. Um, and then he just grabs Billy All and hits him with a fucking Steiner screwdriver, basically. Yes. <laughs> Hits him with a knee strike first, which is, and then just just completely destroys him. Mm. It's so good. It's uh, Aries has such an insane match. So Belial all took two like reverse pile drivers, basically, right? Like, yes. So fucking disgusting. Like he should be dead. Um, he hits a German and a, a, a Liger bomb. Um, I don't know. It's this match. I have some stuff written down here about the Joker. Oh yeah. I was going to say that uh, Aries is the wild card uh, and then talk about how people – it sucks. that The greatest – all right, here it is. Joker's trick. The greatest trick the Joker ever pulled was making people talk at length about the bullshit uh, that, that you know, became about this stuff. That's the that's the true Joker's trick. Um, it's crazy that we still, like, are doing the Joker's trick bit. Um, Belial, yeah, the- Belial defeats the Joker, right? If Ares is the Joker, like this is the Joker never wins. Why do we care no. about this loser? Ares, Ares is the Charlie. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I can't uh, believe we're still doing this Joker shit. Like, 
when was the last time you saw somebody write or say the words Joker's trick? Was it within the last like 12 hours? Cause it was for me. Um, when I saw you write that, it, when you, cause you showed me that note, it had been within like five hours maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, the movie came out, everybody. We can stop. <laughs> we can stop. Nobody, doing- yeah, the, the discourse, we, we're not even talking about, it. we're talking about, we're still talking about Scorsese versus Marvel, but we're not talking about Joker. Anymore. Yeah. Exactly. And Scorsese probably would have loved Joker, let's be honest. I think, isn't he, some, I think he is somehow actually involved. I, do, I don't think he is involved. I think he is just, it's just one of his movies that, like, that, it's emulating his movie so heavily in De Niro. Yes, yes. Uh, and, King Comedy, yes. Uh, yeah, and, you know, ta- any any of them. Fucking Taxi Driver, Bringing Out the Dead. I think, like, any any of the Scorsese, New York, uh, yes. scumbag movies are yeah. represented here. Um, yeah, I, I want to yeah. see that Joker, Joker movie, but you know, I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, Joker can't marry uh, the girl because, you know, she she gets all the seizures and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. She, that's one of the wildest things ever. Italian people are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, That's you're talking about Mean Streets, right? Yeah, Mean Streets. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. That's um, a bizarre plot. That's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I... I. Yeah, Harvey Keitel could have been a Joker. Yeah, sure. That would have been a great Joker. Um, no, no offense to Nicholson, but it is... I don't know. But I saw something... I think, did you see that thing where the Joker is now the Macbeth for uh, American-based actors, which... Is ridiculous. Okay. Sound, but at the same time, like Orson Welles like, would have played him or whatever. Yeah, and like all of, like um, you know Lawrence Kirk, Olivier as the Joker. Yes, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> yeah. That that'd be one fucked up Joker. Yeah. Um, uh, George C. Scott Joker. Hell yeah, <laughs> General Joker. Uh, yeah, I see now. See now we've see we've talked about the Joker, and now I want to talk more about the Joker. So maybe I get it. Um. Let's just talk seriously about it, because the Joker's a serious guy, and he's, you know, a problem for society, apparently. Um, I feel like Kevin. I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're leaving that in. We're yes, leaving it in. Yeah. Uh, Shouts out. That's like, yeah, it wasn't even mean, frankly. Yeah. Um, he loves the Joker. <laughs> he loves the, yeah. loves the fucking Joker. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ares loses his hair, um, and, you know. And then I, they're, but then they're, they're back still together, friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it, just like always, Sonny, who else would be friends? Yeah, for sure. Nobody's going to talk gonna... to these, these guys. Like, yeah, what are, what, are they going to go hang out with Aramis now? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Aramis does not talk to these guys. <laughs> like, for for sure. Uh, like, Dragon Bane or whatever is, like, definitely not sharing a fucking car ride from town to town with Impulso. Because Impulso is going to stop on the way uh, for some cocaine and... And look, Dragon Bane does not get down that way. <laughs> He's trying to get signed in the U.S. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't, maybe that's Dragon Bane's problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, but you know, one person who will get down with Impulso, well, maybe two. Yeah, but both, one, both these guys. Yeah, but one legally. Okay. We, our next match is from fucking, uh, <laughs> I don't have it. I don't December have it up. 18th. Uh, there it is. 2017. Yes. Uh, Generation. Uh, I, I looked and now I can't remember. Uh, how to say how, 21? We're going to say 21, yeah. sadly. Yeah, I don't know how uh, to say 21. In, I don't know what 20 is in Spanish. I looked at I freaking read it, but that was like 9 a.m. So. Well, do you want to do this one? Uh, 
we've got uh, Demus Tres Dieses. Is that <laughs> Dieses? I. 316. Demus 316. Yeah. Versus Wotan. That's right. And they. And oh. the fucking Plaza de Toros Revolucion in mm. uh, Irapuato. In a, is, can I do the rest? Yes. In a Barba contra Caballera match, um, which is beard versus hair. So Yes, between a guy with a full ass head of hair and a dude with a mask. Yeah. Because this is not the most serious, um, ma- like... Yeah, what is Generacion 21? What is the what is the? They've had a lot of weird matches. They've some... They they booked some cool shit, but I don't know if they have like any actual focus. And the Generation Twenty One thing is the completely confusing to me because I assume that would be a CMLL reference. They have like the Generations, like, um, but I, I but I'm trying to think like what the hell Generation Twenty One would be like. People who debuted in like 2003, maybe like Guapo's you guys. I have no <laughs> fucking clue on that. That's totally that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it is a thing, but that doesn't has no pertinence to that. So there's a total there's lots of references. That we don't get. Sure. And well, they're affiliated with Lucha Memes or Lucha Memes. Um, they run a lot of joint shows with them, right? And with some like the uh, Cairo or Shiro. Is it all uh, sort of affiliated? Yeah, Cairo is a, a brand of uh, Lucha Memes. Okay. Uh, and then Lucha Libre Boom and AULL, all those sorts of. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, synergy uh, and like continuity between uh, certain like group of these indies and you see a lot of the same guys there and you see a lot of co-promoted shows and it's good it's really good uh it's again it's like the uh iwtv uh south of the border as it were um yeah this is damos 316 versus wotan now most people probably know damos 316 i feel like he's pretty well known like in the it's the, the i think after talking about him for Maybe 13 or 14 episodes we've mentioned Damus. Yeah. Well, he comes uh, up a lot because he's going to wrestle Schlack one day. They yes. booked it once and it didn't happen because they wouldn't let Schlack into Mexico or something. Um, and so, yeah, he's a, he's like a five foot nothing. Is that probably fair? Yeah, like five. I think at most five one, something yeah. like that. Uh, a former, 80, yeah, former many. Yeah, thick as shit. Uh, and that's a C- CK thick. We're not talking about... The energy we're talking about. He's actually uh, got some. This boy got some meat on him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he was the former uh, Damian Cito. Yeah, which yes. you know, Dam- Damian say say say. Uh, of course, uh, well known uh, performer, uh, AIW tag team title contender, perhaps Damian six six six. He's now basically the Sheik, which kicks ass. Yeah, good for him, man. Yeah, yeah, Damian's awesome. Um, Damus 316, of course, uh, a, a mainstay in the CMLL minis division for like 15 years or something, right? Like a good long time. Yeah, like 10 something. Yeah. Like long ass period of time. Legendary feud with the guy Bam Bam, who they had a match this year, actually, which I never watched. I um, haven't watched it or sadly. Um, I will. Yeah, but, we'll know. get around to it. Uh, and then also a legendary match with Virus. Uh, Virus versus Damus uh, 316 was a, um, like a, I've I've never seen it, but I've heard it talked about for like years. Um, where the 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 entire gimmick was that uh, the winner will get to move into the uh, the main roster, and the loser. The winner, well, the, Damus had beaten uh, Perot Ito. I always have Pir- a hard time Pirotito. saying Perot. Perot Ito. I have a hard time saying Perot. 
I yeah, don't know it's a weird, yeah. Um, to win, it was a tournament, um, to become a full-sized guy. Right, okay. And And then, Virus, Virus is a guy who had former, like, formerly been Damiancito and had moved yes, up. So basically Demas had his gimmick, like... Yes, he was the last guy to get the get the bump. Yeah, and he, Damus was placed in Virus's uh, stable, uh, Los Cancherbos, with you know Cancherbo, um, Razel, Razel, um, Polvora, and Euphoria. Sure, real cool. There's some fucking cool ass photos of them looking like a like the sickest metal band of all time. Yeah, uh, I love that. What a what a squad, and they feuded over you know who is you know just. Who and like in real life, it was just that Damus did not feel like he could keep up with the full time duties of being a uh like a big size a, a big boy wrestler. Sure. Sadly, but um and then he left in 2017. Yeah. And it's he's been the fucking king shit of uh scummy indie matches. Yeah, he's Except- he's really flourished. Like obviously, you can't bleed in CMLL. Um, but he, he really just, as soon as he was able, he just, he's been out here like having matches like this. He's had, uh, at least one, maybe two really good ones with, uh, with, uh, Black Terry, just sick brawls and Coacalco. Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, you know, um, San Juan Pitathon, um, like, and okay. So, but the only, one of the only other guys who could challenge Damus for, uh, King shit of the scum. Is our, his his opponent is Wotan. Yeah, Wotan, uh, Wotan. wears uh, he's got a mask that is like open top, so his hair sticks out. Um, and a lot of shitty tattoos, but they're cool on him because he's just like a scummy motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he seems like he'd be like a like a really like like low weight division uh, MMA fighter with like the the level of shitty tattoos he has. Yes, Does anybody and- work MMA fights in a mask besides uh, Liger? <laughs> No, but there, um, there is that. There are the brothers, those weird French, Franco-Mexican brothers who are boys of Hechicero, who okay. do like the like the MMA. Like they have the ones who booked that card la- uh, last year that had um, Negro Devaro just, in a yeah, octagon. Yeah, it was just an octagon in um, like our arena. Uh, Lopez Mateos or something like that, which is really funny. A lot of weird shit on that card. Uh, a real cool match with the brothers versus uh, Hetty, uh, French, and uh, Zombie. Okay. Two actual martial arts guys. Really weird match. Real fun. I watched but, the show. I don't really remember it. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't great, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, Wotan uh, legally uh, has to be friends with uh, Impulso because he's Impulso's brother. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I did not know that. Uh, yes. The, the connections, the familial connections in Lucha uh, that reveal themselves when you just start looking around are constantly fascinating. Like, I was just telling you last night, I had no idea that Euphoria uh, was Sobrano Jr.'s dad. Like, I found that out like a month ago. Yeah, um, yeah, he was the original Soberano Jr. Yeah, and then he, had no idea. And then he got, and then he changed it to the Euphoria gimmick when um, he got the call from UG if he wanted to like come come back and make a run. Yeah, yeah, in Mexico City, which That's is, why you got to make good friends with people like Ultimo Guerrero. Yeah, uh, job for at, life. Yeah, look at fucking uh, El Hio is the down fair now. I mean, those three guys, you know, they they're they're set for life just because yeah. they're boys of UG. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, I, Damus, uh, in his time since leaving CMLL, he went from being a pretty, like, regular, short, scary guy in corpse paint. 
Yeah. For if you're gonna be a, a tiny like monster in corpse paint, he looked pretty normal, right? He just looked like a guy, he looked like a human being. Yeah. Um, but he is at this point fully like a fucking monster from another planet. He uh, is a fucking bridge troll. He yeah. Is a goddamn. He looks like he. Uh, he looks like he eats fish heads. He, <laughs> he is wild. I have it written down that he looks like a tribe member from deepest, darkest South America. Am I allowed to say that? He does have, I mean, he is, he does have, he does look like a fucking cool ass. Like he has like a war paint, like all of it. He just looks, he looks like a vicious motherfucker. And he is. Yeah. And, um, he kicks the like, shit out of Wotan at the, at the beginning of this. Um, we just start in the crowd and they're already brawling. Wotan is already busted open with his mask ripped. Yeah. Uh, joined somewhat in progress, but I don't think they had been going for very long. That just, no, it just, it just like, it just, the damage just straight up ambushed him. Yeah. Just, they, like, they get there, there quick. There. Um, and the, the crowd is massive. I don't, I didn't look at the card for the show. I don't, I doubt that these people are all here just to watch the troll fight. Um, but the main event is, um, the Lucha Brothers and, uh, Blue Demon Jr. versus, uh, the Parks and, uh, Ray Jr. Shit. So, okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's a, a big ass match. <laughs> that's yeah. a big one. Yeah. I could see that packing a building this size. Um, yeah, uh, Demas uh, beats the shit out of him. Uh, he's got a, like a a great cannonball. Um, yeah. They they get back into the crowd pretty quick though. Uh, Wotan goes and like shakes hands with the dude in a hoodie, and then the guy hands him his chair. Um, like he's like boys with everybody. Wotan is like yeah. a lovable figure. Um, he quickly makes the chair unsittable by smashing it over Demas' head, and into the into the crowd they go. You hear a woman screaming as they sort of walk through a sea of chairs, like. Like like slowly like waiting in like waist high water, yeah. Uh, they chop each other. Sh- they they just chop each other's shit up. Demas does little body shots and grinds his fist. Um, like just presses his fist against the cut on on Wotan's cut up ass head and just just turns it, which is really disgusting. Yeah. Um, he sits Wotan down in a chair and does like a flying shoulder tackle or a ta- oh yeah tackle as what they said. Yeah. Um, it looks awesome. Um. I don't know. A match like this is kind of weird. Like good, like short lucha brawls like this. This match is like eleven or twelve minutes. Um, they have so much shifting momentum uh, that it's kind of hard to write up. It's not the traditional structure like uh, you you see in a lot of Aquestas matches where somebody you know the the heel the the Rudo will take the entire first fall and most of the second fall. Like classic uh, lucha de Aquestas structure is either ambush or quickly takes over the, the Rudo does and just beats the shit out of the, the baby face. They bleed and they, they hardly even get any comeback attempts in. there's barely any cutoffs. It's just a, a fucking thumping. And then, you know, easy pin or easy submission victory in the first fall, they continue to dominate as the second fall begins. And then you get that, you know, famously the MS Uno, uh, versus uh Sangre Chicana just duck the fucking clothesline and punch him in the face. That's just like you hit that perfect timing on that comeback and then the the Technico takes the second fall and then you go all out in the third. Like it's a hard to fu- I mean it's not hard to fuck it up. It's it's not an easy thing to do, but it's relatively simple on paper, right? Yes, it's something that is easy to conceptualize. Yeah. Uh, this, this is, is just not like that. this is not yeah, that this at is all. A single fall, there's a plunder. The way damn he is the, such a great close-up fighter. Um, oh, he's explosive. Gonna, he he gets yeah. like short but fast run-ups on drop kicks and shoulder blocks. Um, 
like low center of gravity. Yeah, he is a, he is definitely a close fighter. That's a good yeah, good shot on that. You know, here, the, here's someone he reminds me of. Are you familiar with uh, the Lobster Boy, Grady Styles? I'm not. Nope. Well, this is an episode. Not not to talk about last podcast and left two episodes, two out of three episodes. Uh, but you did. There was a they they did an episode and they mentioned how Grady Styles. This he was a Lobster Boy, which means he had. Um, Maybe I did, do know Grady Styles. Yeah, you I thought you were talking about a. I thought you were talking about a wrestler. No, no, he was a, a sideshow freak. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> not yeah, problematic, but it's uh, no. That's literally what he was. Different time. And, yeah, and like they talk about how like he would run up on with his stumps because he could crawl <laughs> as fast as like someone like you and I could <laughs> run, Christ. and he would just headbutt someone in the stomach until they just till they fell, and then you just keep headbutting them, headbutting them, headbutting them. Okay. And that is exactly the fucking way Damus wrestles. That is fantastic. exactly. He is so, he's so this vicious little, he is, he, he is a monster. He monster is, boy. and he's not a monster, like, <laughs> he's not fucking, he's not fucking pain. Listen, listen, he's like, the lobster boy is not a monster, nobody's saying that. No. no. <laughs> he's a human yes, being, Dam- right? <laughs> so we're calling, yeah, we're calling Damus a monster. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he is, he is just this fucking, he is a freak. It's yeah. so great. I love him. Yeah, he's awesome. Him. Uh, uh, Damus, he's so perfect. Yeah. Um, he, all right. Then we start- I, yeah, I don't, th- this match is short. There's actually not, like, not a ton of stuff in this. Yes, there's, um, some setup spots, which are sort of silly. Um, yeah. But, and, like, and, um, the, the, the best stuff that happens in, like, with the chairs is, like Damus hits uh, Wotan with a chair and then just, just creams the referee. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but right it's before so that, uh, so right before that, that's sort of the climax of the match. Uh, Wotan gets an extremely gif worthy like Tope Suicida that overshoots Demas. Yes, um, it, because Damus, he is not tall. He's... Yeah, exactly. So what happens basically is he's going so fast and gets so much distance uh, that he doesn't he doesn't like. Uh, descend at all on the tope he's still like at the exact same height that he left the ground at as he sails over demas head demas like puts his hands up to try to catch him like extends his hands like over his head to try to catch uh wotan on this dive and but he doesn't <laughs> because this is going way too fast and basically it results he's in five fucking two and he's, yeah he's very he's very short he's it, not this is not like having uh a uh, quattrero catch a dive for you or yeah something. he's he just put puffs his chest out and takes it like it's not at all that basically this results in what is like a high-speed gorilla press slam as like he flies over him and demas like tries really hard to catch him but it just he just goes sailing over um, and then demas is just like well for like well uh, yeah and yeah. then he just uh, <laughs> he goes and gets and a boat he goes and gets like a big ass board yeah and then starts setting up this I mean, it's so many chairs. It's, it's seven or eight chairs. This is chairs, so ridiculous. Yeah, so he's <laughs> he's he's got, like, um, it's like a super flimsy board, and he's got, like, yeah, seven or eight chairs in the ring. Uh, he This is where he hits Wotan with the chair and smashes the ref, just for no reason. And it was maybe the sickest chair shot in the entire match, uh, <laughs> up to that point, yeah. at least. And he... The ref didn't seem to even see it coming. Like no, no, it, it's there was a moment earlier in the match where the, the ref, who is about Damus's height, which is very funny, like not a tall match. This one, um, like <laughs> combined height, it, it, fourteen feet. Yes, uh, he gets in his face. It's like like that's da- that's Damus, like you know, showing his boss. 
uh, and then he hits him with a chair again. Yeah. <laughs> well, so yeah, so he he props that flimsy board up on the on the, and, and it's like not working out. This board is just shaky and shitty, and the chairs are falling over. And, <laughs> so many chairs. And then he does it again. Yeah, he hits. He's like he's like trying to set him up, but he just like just gets mad and he takes it out on the referee. <laughs> Just hits him with a chair again. Uh, Wotan uh, avenges himself and his friend, the referee, uh, with like a Sabu chair throw. Then he also tries to put this massive board on the chairs, and he knocks over half the chairs. Um, he finally gets the board onto the chairs, and it's hanging over the sides, and like it's flimsy as shit, so it's like bending over the. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and then Tinas regains consciousness, grabs a chair, hits Wotan and the ref a third time. With the chair, uh, and then he goes and sets the boards. Like he, 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 he had the vision, right? He knew how to set the board up. Uh, yeah. Damus the genius. Um, and then he lays Wotan on the board, and the board sags, like, because of course it does. And you hear audible laughs and jeers from the crowd. <laughs> like, the, it's a shitty fucking board. Um, but then what happens is it doesn't get any laughs. Nobody's laughing after Demas goes up top and tries to splash Wotan through the board and Wotan moves and Demas just, this, this board just explodes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and also like where his head hits, uh, is basically right where the seat of a chair is oh, underneath yeah. the board. So he just like smashes his face into an, like a, a very unforgiving, uh, exploding board and chair setup. Um, very, very cool. Uh, Wotan makes sure the ref is conscious, which is important because he then pins Demas and the ref does a quick three count. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the most, I mean, it's, it's, it, he's losing his beard. It's not like, it's not oh, like he's fuck. gonna get the call from, um, the, you know, like, uh, El Fantasma. Uh, like is is gonna have like someone call him up and and like have him be banned from Lucha Libre <laughs> for that like yeah no, I I, just... I like I like Lucha ref bullshit to be honest it's I, it's it's fun it not always fun. like obviously like the the peak of like bad Torontes is not good and uh, hijo del Torontes like is sometimes a bit much but for the most part I like watching these idiots do like dumb shit like. That... I like, yeah, I like Ref that as a little character. I like watching, uh, I've seen, like, I've seen a little bit of Metallico as a Ref now. He's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, you Metallico know, Metallico also was retired by Virus, uh, to bring it all full circle. Yes. And is um, now refereeing, which is very cool. Edgar, you know, he, sure, he's Edgar. a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, uh, fucking, um, old ass man, the oldest ass man alive. I can't think of his name right now. Sure. Um, you know who I mean? Yeah. The guy was, yes, uh, Rush killed him in that yeah. <laughs> radio match. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Baby Richard and just like, yeah. Pop in. Like awesome, awesome people. Baby Richard, love Baby Richard. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think there was a, was it Rush and LA Park match from like two years ago? Uh, that had just them, it, it broke down into them just hitting fouls, like hitting, uh, nut shots on each other, and then just beating up the ref and trying to get him to, like, call a disqualification on the other guy. Yeah. Do you remember this? <laughs> I think, yes, I think that's, uh, the, the better Cal match, I think. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. That makes and there's sense. And like there's a, uh, uh, Mascara, there's a bunch of run ins, Mascara, and, uh, uh, he, he held the park. It's so fun. It's yeah. rough shit is, and it's, 
I love seeing your ref just get wiped the fuck out. Oh, I'm yeah. thinking of the two, the two big amazing red matches in um, House of Glory last year. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, the, yes. there's like there's like so f- many refs die. Four refs get knocked out in the Gangone Anthony Gangone versus Red No Ropes match. Um, I, One ver- ref dies, like literally just loses consciousness for 15 minutes in the low key match. It's, yeah. It's great. I love I love seeing a ref just eat shit. It's a- Angle versus Austin, SummerSlam 2001. Uh, just really well done refs getting their ass kicked match. There's like three or four refs in that match too. I think. Yes. Just it's. I think. I mean. I don't honestly. It's cathartic because. And Austin 316, Demas 316. Yeah. Really? The only ref I don't. Yes. The only ref I don't like. Uh, Actually, no, I like seeing Red Shoes get hurt, but I, but here's the thing. It's not worth it because I don't want him to be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's the, the, he's the emblem of, he's like the emblem of everything that sucks ass about New Japan now. Yeah. He is, so. he is definitely Earl Hebner, uh, ask and his just, uh, attention seeking and just, you know, he, Billy Crystal ass mugging. Man, Billy Crystal, fucking Red Shoes, the jazz man. Um, God. Just, uh, yeah, Red Shoes <laughs> doing his Sammy Davis Jr. impersonation. I, I have, I, I, I swear to God, I've fucking done, I think I have made that joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him getting fired for doing blackface. Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, Demas uh, cuts his own hair, hands it to Wotan, uh, who holds it high uh, over his head as, I think, Ramstein plays. <laughs> yeah, so, I think yeah. that's um they made me eat my beard. Yeah. Do you remember that new story? That's close. No, I don't. Oh man, um it was If I if I Google they made me eat my beard. Yes, I'm certain. Alright, made me eat my beard. Um Man eats beard. Uh oh. <laughs> I've just knocked one of my uh one of my <laughs> Oh knocked one of my hard drives loose. Uh, man eats his own beard uh, at knife point over botched dot dot dot. Well, Gawker dot com. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the uh, the entire thing, right? This Deadspin yes. shit is insane. Uh, yeah, I, they've got like they've... one guy running the entire website now. Yeah, it's like two sites of the original group, or two or three. It's yeah, like... amazing and. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Kentucky and Harvey Westmoreland didn't want any trouble when he tried to sell his lawnmower to some friends, but trouble sure found him. What happened, Harvey? And then this is in quotes, uh, and I'll I'll do Dan Carlin and a quote. Everything just went haywire. They cut my beard and forced me to eat it. End quote. There are big stories, and then there are big stories. And Lexington, Kentucky's Lex 18 News has got one hell of a big story right here. So in case you missed it, one night last year, Harvey went by to meet up with his brother Joseph and their friends Troy Holt and James Hill. Joseph, Troy, and James were already drunk, and Troy asked Harvey about his lawnmower. Quote, Troy offered to buy it from me for $250. I paid 20 bucks for it. He thought I was trying to cheat him, Westmoreland said. One thing led to another, and before I knew it, there were knives and guns and everything just went haywire. End quote. Ha, right, of course. I was just trying to sell my lawnmower. One thing led to another, and all of a sudden, a knife was being held to my brother's throat. <laughs> Joseph escaped with a mark, but Harvey wasn't so lucky. Quote, They cut my beard and forced me to eat it. End quote. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There's your, your Dan Carlin. <laughs> that's, pretty good. That's, a break, that's a breakdown. Yeah, that was good. It was very good. Um... It's I, I, you don't you, you don't you don't have to do like full Carlin voice, but you just like change the inflection uh, when you do a quote. 
people who listen to these things know what exactly. we're talking about, yes. right? That's, yes. I think people, yeah, people know it. It's the most famous podcast. It's him and Mark Marin, who, uh, I can't do an impression of Mark Marin because I don't have an acoustic guitar sitting next to me. Yeah. Uh, who are your guys? <laughs> who are your guys? I, I, can't do I don't know, no. Yeah. I really uh, can't. This cat, uh, we're gonna play some, we're gonna lay down some tunes. Uh, yeah, fuck. Uh, we should sell coffee and stamps on this show. Um, yeah. I, I hate going to the fucking post office. It's <laughs> really, he's not southern. My... It's, it's southern Marin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, we're going to take a, a very brief break here, right? Yes. And we'll, we will return with... Uh, we're we're going to spin the wheel on with <laughs> Roulette de la Morte. Spin the wheel. Remember Jimmy Havoc spinning the wheel? Oh God! Yeah, wild card. That means like I'm. You know what? I'm gonna pick on them all. <laughs> he fucking. They had. They had a a wheel, and one of the spaces. This is MLW. They had the one of the spaces was wild card, which means he can just pick what match it is, and that's what he landed on. So the wheel meant nothing. Like, ah, uh, Court Bauer is a genius. See what we need to do is we need to uh, we need to try to come up with like a way to be the pitchfork, but for wrestling. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know we gotta we we gotta be a, a vertical. That's right. There's so many. God damn it! Being around like we were talking about that Spinnaker, but it's like being around all that shit, like all those media. We know so many media things. Yeah, they're completely meaningless, right? It's, it's so a lot funny. of brain poisoning. That's like the the the. Uh, what a vertical is is still not even totally clear to me, but I've heard the term so much that I have an idea of what it what it must be, what uh, it entails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, what what <laughs> like it's just such a weird new. Uh, I mean, what is that a term that's been around in like websites for longer than like the last ten years? Like that's a new style of like how how to lay out a website like that right like, i would think but it's, it's an, and then but i'm gonna end up finding but if you looked it, it probably ends up being like oh this is something pulitzer invented right yeah like some bullshit like that and it's just like all these it's so freaking weird like evolved from the term like broadsheet or whatever like it's all it's all in the same sphere yeah um yeah poor poor gawker poor deadspin um I was thinking. Delario <laughs> really fucked up on the on this uh, on the Hogan trial, even though he was in a no win situation. Yeah, but, man. You really think like, about like how how people always talk about how shitty of a person Hogan is for his racism, and that's fair. Um, but he destroyed like a beautiful thing. Um, I, I know 
saying a uh, Gawker was a really good website is like the coldest take imaginable, but Gawker was a really fucking good website and had a lot of great it, writers. It was, it was valuable. It had, yeah. it had its issues to be sure. I mean, but it's like, do I mean, have you, is there a website that doesn't, um, I, I like, have you seen like, the rest of the internet? <laughs> yes. Like, did you like, did you read, um, the thing Ashley wrote about the Rogan book thing? No. Okay. Not. It, basically, we just start talking about how, like, like sh- having to shop this story and, like, having, like, how, like, people would only publish oh, we, we have to leave this in. We have to leave this in. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Yes. <laughs> All right, sorry. Uh, Steve Roganbuck, our, our uh, dear friend Ashley. Yeah, and, like, how, like, exclusive, like, they would not, like, publish it if there wasn't, like, an exclusive deal on it, like, the Huffington Post and all these bullshits. Really? So, like, that's, yes, like... Um, now is, like, was Steve Rogan book, like, did he have enough, uh, of a following to like, he, that somebody would have like taken that story and published it? Um, no, that was like, not like on its own. Like it had to be like our own scoop. Okay. It had to be something for us. Like part, part of a compilation of internet people being abusive. Like, yeah. Uh, an, and, a, a nice slideshow of all the uh, Twitter unsolicited uh, harassment people, like get him the Harry Wrestling fan, uh, who is the Brandon Stroud, right? Is he one of the guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get them all, uh, all on Tony there. Tony Poznanski. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that. Guy, I don't know if that guy. Hit, I mean, that guy definitely is a dick pics guy, isn't he? <laughs> You've seen that guy's posts, right? Yeah, sure. You guys fucking weird, man. Um, it's fun. We're. It's only a matter of time until like everybody that we assume is bad, like, it all comes out, right? Like, yeah. This gonna... gold, like, this gold bloom shit where it's just like, yeah. like, you know, like, your entire, like, like, entire, like, since you've been aware of Goldblum, everyone describes him as being like this guy of weird energy, right? Yeah, well, it's like it's there's a weird like uh, fantasy around Goldblum is that like you want him to abuse you, like that is that is sort of the entire. And I, I don't think I'm off base saying that, right? People know he's a fucking strange guy, but look, he. I don't know if you you never watched Lost, right? I watched I watched Lost. Okay, so Ben's daughter on that show, uh, I can't remember her her real name, but she was like 22 dating Jeff Goldblum. Like in like 2010, like he is a he is like a guy who is he's a he's a creep dude. Like he, I love the guy. I love his acting. Yeah, he's if you a if you can even call actor. it acting, like a lot of times it's just it's him a, doing his shit. He is fantastic, um, be, being on screen, but it's yeah. like that doesn't mean that he has to be a good guy. Yeah, and but and pe- that's but also that's that thing. doesn't mean that it, he gets an excuse either. It just means that like it's so weird. Like all this thing of like like Goldblum, he's so like because he like had that like. Like he's so memeable or whatever the fuck. It's like right. get the fuck over yourselves. You're the ones creating all these like all these downfalls yeah. for yourself because it, it doesn't really matter what the fucking person does and then what the person does to the people they may or may not have fucking abused in the first place. It's your about your goddamn parasocial relationships with them. And I hate the word parasocial. It's invented <laughs> for all this shit, but it's true. It's all. It's just about what you're. It's about your fucking damage off of that. And so you can write this where, story about it, how you're disappointed. You are fucking Sadie Doyle writing that goddamn <laughs> 10,000 word article about learning that Rivers Cuomo was a creep when she was 10 years old. <laughs> and, well, she's 13 years old. Have you listened to his fucking, music? Like, yeah, when on. she got Pinker, when she bought Pinkerton, when she was 13 fucking years old. You piece of shit. 
Yeah. Dirty soil. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Ultimately, Where we draw just... the line on what is accepted, we can, somebody can like post like Jeff Goldblum, uh, BDSM fan fiction that has like non-consent tones to it, right? But if he says he will work with Woody Allen again, then fuck him, fuck him to death. Like, yeah. I, it, what we, what we like about someone is the fact that they are like on that edge already. Yeah. I don't like watching Chris Benoit matches, but I, I, you know, more power to you if you do. I, I don't like people who kill their own kids. That's, that's my line, you know? Hit my line. Either DM me or hit my line. <laughs> I got loud. I'm trying to smoke. Um, and there's still context on that. It's still like, it just makes me sad. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's all, di- it's all fucking relative. It's all bullshit. And it's, I don't know. It's all stupid. Yep. Here's the thing. You don't, here, here's the quiet. Here's an idea. You don't have to actually care about anyone you don't know. Fair. Or doesn't have any personal effect on your life. Yeah. If someone is, you, yes, you get to go out and say, say everything you fucking want about them. If, because it's probably true, but. Like, just, just don't become attached to all these fucking celebrities because yeah. you're never going to, they have no actual effect on your life. Exactly. I like that. And personally, I like that Teddy Hart, uh, did weird, like, rape custom videos. Um, I think it's good. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> I think it's fun. You know, it, it makes them good and cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fine. It, but seriously, it, it's, it's, it's cool fine. that I had to make, to look up his, to see that he had an alibi that he was working in California the day that his uh, girlfriend supposedly dis- like his supposed girlfriend disappeared. Yeah, it's specific like it's good. That makes Teddy Hart cool. <laughs> I can't uh, believe that Thick Foley is the one who posted that. Fucking Thick Foley. <laughs> this is it's insane. Yeah, um, but I did. I did have to look that up because I just uh, I don't want Teddy Hart to be a murderer. <laughs> Don't yeah. want that. Same, it? same. Yeah, it's it's we're all walking a fine line, and the whole thing of it is, is we just as just said, you know, um, why are we defined by all of these weirdos? Yeah, we don't. We gotta we gotta stop that. It's it's not health. It's it's incredibly unhealthy. Yeah. Um, well, here's a collection of weirdos. It's Ruleta oh, yeah. de la Muerte. Um, this is from uh, Chilanga Mask, and is uh, April twenty third. 2017, the fourth anniversary of Chilanga Mask. Is that correct? Yes. Um, we did not plan. To, I don't. I really did not plan for us to do free straight uh, matches from 2017. But no, it's fine. Uh, it's a good year. It's a fucking it was, damn it was good a year. For, year. It was. It, uh, I'll say this: 2017 is sort of the year that Indie Lucha became a thing that you'd get like pro shot, like with commentary, multiple camera angles of. Uh, before this, most of the stuff we got was handhelds. Yeah. Uh, 2016, 2017 is where the Mas Lucha, um, and you know, I think a stress uh, del. What is it? Estrellas del Ring? Yes. Which is mostly handhelds, um, pops up around this time too. So like, it's, it's really a hell of a time from 2017 to now. Uh, we're getting, you know, the Zona 23 stuff. Some of it got pulled down. Obviously we've talked about that, but this stuff becoming available, um, is huge. It's, it, what do you, what do you know about Mr. Maldito? I don't know shit, but I could watch like, 25 of his matches from this year right now if I wanted to because of because of just like the type of footage that like the the the, the amount of footage and the the cleanliness of it the fucking it's like cameras close up or in this case pro shot with multiple angles like this yeah. is unheard of 
Um, or it would have, this, this would have been unheard of like 10 years ago. Like the match that we're going to get to next is from an era where this could never exist unless it, you know, made TV and Cubs fan uploaded IWRG that week. Like, yes, if, um, we have this because we have that match because literally a guy's son mm-hmm. just happens to record shit. Yep. We'll get there. Uh, but his dad is in this match, uh, Black yes. Terry versus yes. Macabre. Right? Macabre. Um, Mr. Maldito, uh, El Platino, Solar. I the Platino. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, blame Struga, blame Struga. Uh, Solar, um, or Solar 1, um, Trauma Uno, and Trauma Dos. Yes. So that's Black Terry, Macabre, Maldito, Platino, Solar, Trauma 1, and Trauma 2. Um, this is Roulette de la Muerte. It is similar to the three-way match if you pin someone, you get to leave. And last man standing, last man laying on the ground, um, loses his mask or hair. So, Chalanga mask, Arena, uh, or Coliseo, is it Arena Coliseo Coacalco? What's the name of the uh, venue? Yes, Arena Coliseo Coacalco. Okay. It is a dirt lot with a ring in it yeah. next to a Toyota dealership. That's the, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a holy land. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Uh, Coacalco is a city, I believe, um, and it's near Mexico City. Like, it's, like, just to the north of it, I think. Yeah, it's in uh, Estadio, Estado de, de Mexico. Okay. I don't Sure, yeah. the, the state of Mexico, right. Um, yes, yeah. it's complicated it's, if you don't fucking, like, because it's all, like, right on top of each other. I mean, Puebla is, yeah. r- like, right on top of it, and it's still, like... The fucking like the fucking um, the sticks compared to yeah. oh like, no Mexico City Mexico. is as it's as condensed as like as like Seoul South Korea or whatever like it's it's like crazy how they've got their epicenter there and then they've got all these other towns with like eight hundred thousand people in them just on the outskirts um, it's yeah Mexico City's wild um, Coacalco uh, or Cholonga Mask is one of the most consistent promotions that you could watch in Mexico. Uh, if you have not seen Chalanga Mask before, they run here uh, often. I don't. I don't think every show is here, but they. This is sort of their um, their favorite venue. Um, if you've ever seen the picture of the dog uh, with his paws up on the apron, standing uh, at the side of the ring, uh, that sh- that picture was taken here. I think people probably. I think probably a hundred times more people have seen that pic than have actually watched a match from Coacalco. Which yes. is, I'm not gonna, I'm not shitting on those people. I'm not shitting and farting out of my doo doo ass on those people. It's a lot easier to look at a pic of a dog than it is to watch a fucking, uh, El Platino match. Yes. Um, I'm gonna call him El Platino. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, this fucking ruled. I had never seen this. This is, uh, I, yeah, I don't know how I missed this one. If this is fucking cool. This is, yeah, this is totally, I think, I think it just doesn't have the the, the no, amount of star power, but at the same time, it is fucking. It, it it's just like, I, I well, it's, it's just, three nobodies plus like four pretty big deal guys. Like the the traumas are obviously the sons of Negro Navarro. Uh, like obviously for you and me, we don't have to say that, but I I always remember that people listening might not have ever seen any of this stuff. Um, so like that's important to say. Yeah. Um, the trauma one and trauma two, which I refer to as Uno and Dos for most of my notes. It was just easier for me. Um, they are, uh, classic fucking IWRG shit kickers who can also, just like Negro Navarro, do crazy mat work. Yes. Um, 
if you've never seen the traumas work. Um, I don't, we don't need to spend a lot of time on it, but trauma, trauma dose, uh, and Adam lash. That's all. We'll just say that, uh, search trauma, Adam lash. Um, they're both fucking great. Uh, one of them's probably not a good person, but you know, whatever. Um, Oh yeah. This starts with Macabre, who is just a real scummy, like he is like, the scummiest motherfucker. This is such a s- classic lucha field, is it? Yeah. You got scummy dudes, fat you dudes, got fat dudes, old dudes. A guy you who got, like kidnapped and like maybe murdered somebody. You got like the guy so, who the guy who taught all of them, presumably. Yeah. Like Black Terry probably trained or at least had a hand in training each one of these guys. Well, and so are, yes. Who did all the other... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two sets of brothers. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Platino and Maldito are brothers then. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, and it's just like... It's like guys who are... Who really should be above this. Yeah. Guys who yeah, Solar. are absolutely not above this. What is Solar doing here? Yeah, alright, so guys who are not above this, Macabre, it reminds me of fucking Alice Cooper or something. Like he's got yeah, a real he's a um Guadalajara scum guy. He yeah. wrestles um He's got a real like freebasing cocaine sort of look to him. Um, yeah. <laughs> which if you ever you know you you're not like a fan of that kind of stuff, right? Um but freebasing coke is like it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it, it brought down Ricky Nelson's plane. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know that story. you got to tell me off air so as not to uh, – we don't want to have any defamation of Ricky Morton. Uh, you say Ricky Morton? Ricky Nelson. Wait, who's singer. Ricky Nelson? He was a singer from like the six, little early 60s before the British invasion. Okay. He's, I don't give a shit about him. I was talking about Ricky Morton. What happened to Ricky Nelson's plane? Um, no, it was just a story that they were free base of coke and that, that like it distracted the pilots or something, or it set something <laughs> off on the plane on fire and it brought the plane down. Now this is not necessarily Any survivors. True, nope. Oh my God. <laughs> now we don't know this to be true. Um, but it's yeah. It, allegedly. It Everything we true. say on the show is alleged. Come on. Yeah. Um, we had all of our shit about what, about like being, um, you know, that like, our frustration with like cancellation and all of that. Sure. And we didn't even say the words cancel culture. We did not say that. No, we didn't. That was all in character. <laughs> yeah. It was just, um, it's just true that it's exhausting to have to defend people you, you'll never meet. Yeah. Who don't give a fuck about you just because you liked a movie they made. We're all it's, online all the time. It's so it's bad for your brain. Yeah. Um. Solar. Solar is and his chair shots are adorable. Um. Solar <laughs> is amazing. This match is so fucking. It. It really like that. The opening six or seven minutes of this before the any eliminations mm-hmm. is just a f- absolute fucking war. Yeah. It is as wild as anything from um Deisadera. Yeah, it's it, this. I mean, Coacalco is probably one of the only venues that really measures up to the Huesadero, the Zona Twenty Three Junkyard. For those who aren't aware or fully um, in tune with the culture, um, that's capital T, capital C, the culture. Um, Macabre comes in, and his only hope is to just attack the traumas. He like he goes after Dose, and then uh, and Uno comes in and just wrecks his ass. Uh, Trauma Uno throws, uh, alright, red is... Maldito. Maldito, and blue is Platino. Okay, he throws, and, oh man, Mr. Maldito has gotta be, like, 
Four hundred pounds. He's so fucking fat. He is insane. Like he looks like Typhoon. Um, yeah. Who, coincidentally, <laughs> I just watched take a double back suplex from the Legion of Doom in this <laughs> in this show I'm watching. Uh, but he looks. Oh man, he just press slammed Jimmy Hart over the top to the floor. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> natural disasters are fucking great. Yeah, natural disasters rule. Uh, and the the shtick with Jimmy Hart. Um, oh, they did a uh, Doomsday Device, but he just pulled him up in like a. Uh, like a spine buster, like Manhattan drop position, instead of putting him on on his an electric chair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's Ty- a, Typhoon didn't that's, want to take that, anyways. That's that would have needed both Animal and Hawk to lift him up, and then for Precious Paul to do the clothesline. Yeah, no, no, it sounds pretty good. Um, yeah, so uh, Maldito gets thrown. He does like a flip into the chairs, just like he is insanely light on his feet. Um, there's like a Makabre Terry fight on the outside that uh, that Trauma 2 comes in and just breaks up because he wants to fight both of them. Uh, Uno's just hitting people with chairs. Uh, Dose gets like unmasked for a second and like, yes, runs away. Which is very, yes, which is almost like, it, but it's like literally a minute. Yeah, it's it really it, odd. It, it, it's, it's so weird, but it, it just adds to the chaos of this all. Yeah, uh, Solar is like doing whatever he can to keep up uh, because Solar is like probably almost 60 by this point. Right. He's like 55 or so. Um, yeah. And he is like what he's doing. Solar's part in this match is brief. Cause he's one of the first guys out. Um, but what he does is he takes a chair and he just hits people in the ankles with it. <laughs> yeah. Which is so cool. Like it's, it, you know, Solar is like, a he was, um, he was 60 going on 61. Okay. So Solar is, and also not a brawler. Like Solar can brawl. Obviously everybody in Mexico can brawl, uh, on some level, right? Except for maybe, yes. except maybe Volador. Um, but like, <laughs> but he has, Solar he has, is a Yave guy. He's a fucking, he's a maestro. Like, he is the, he is the, he might, he's one of the purest maestros. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You think of him as like, ne- you don't think of him as a scummy guy at all. No. Yeah. He, he barely runs the ropes. Like, Hardly ever throws a strike. Like, he's a guy who just puts on holds in the middle of the ring. Oh, Tenryu's coming out now. Um, sorry. <laughs> We've, I've really reached the peak side of this SWS, da, da, WWF show. Da, da, da. Just, just yeah, fun, best just music. Best voice. music ever. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, Trauma 1 comes over to Salar and busts a beer bottle on the post. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, And Solar's basically his uncle, right? Because Solar yeah. and Negro Navarro are... All right, so Solar Negrovaro is like one of the most legendary long-running feuds in all of Mexico. They've wrestled in Japan, in America, in England. They've like they've had their same like you know exhibitiony demonstration maestro lucha mat work match. Uh, Beautiful shit. Two hundred and fifty times, probably maybe more, five hundred times yes. over the years. Um, and that's yes, just singles. Yeah, like in tags, mixing it up like three times a week. They just they're boys. They're they're brothers. You know. Um, so basically. Trauma one being Negrovar's son, um, attacking his dad's best friend with a beer bottle. Um, but, but Solar is like, fuck you and disarms him, chases him down with a chair and hits him in the ankle with a chair too. Like this all happens like within like three minutes of the first, like, (laughs) and also the, the floor of Coliseo Coacalco is dirt. It's dirt. Um, yeah. It's, it's pure dirt. It's yes. really important to note that because it's dirt and there's like a cinder block wall on one side. And then, yeah, Toyota dealership is, you can see like flags waving, like yeah. Toyota flags. There's it's, some posts keeping up the, um, the, yes. the, the 
fucking what what it yeah it's not open air i mean it's open air but it's not open uh roof there is like an awning sort of like a a massive sort of Uh, a canopy a canopy yeah um that holds it up and those posts they don't really get used much in this match but the what's the the most famous one i believe it was damus and who was it uh Iron Kid? Iron Kid, right. Iron Kid goes, like, start of that match, Iron Kid goes for a tope uh, suicida, and Damus just sort of grabs him while he's flying through the air and just power slams him, not really, but kind of, into this post that doesn't give uh, one of the greatest spots of all time. Um, yeah, so Dose is, uh, Trauma Dose is awesome here. Um, he's always great. I love both the traumas, uh, regardless of what Adam Lash says. As pro wrestlers, we fucking yes. love the Miss for us. Yes, that's, that's what this fucking show is about. Everybody go to, at, gross. go to at Newfound Mass and just tweet at him the words Trauma Dose, question mark, and then do like an upside down question mark <laughs> to see what happens. Um, yeah, they, uh, Trauma One slams Solar on a merch table. Um, so, <laughs> well, so, I mean, fucking like you know, Black Terry ha- is um like as as like body slam, like the body slam into the uh the you know, and Jesus Christ, so the on the post on the outside, <laughs> macabre. That's like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Macabre sort of fades into the background as just a guy who is high and, like, trying to... Oh my god, Hogan just did, like, a, a rolling Jujigatame on Tinder. <laughs> this is so this is so fucking stupid. It's so, it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Um, yeah, so Maldito and Platino might be my, like, new favorites. Uh, oh my god, yes. They clash and bang into each other for, like, a minute before I think the traumas come in and break it up, but they're, they're like, the, like, 45 seconds you get of them hitting fucking forearms on each other is some yeah. of the best shit. They uh, both have, they have great, um, just, just, just fucking these two tubs. They do a, um, a double impact on, yeah. uh, so, um, and maybe, uh, sorry, I'm not sure. Terry's Terry's not taking any more bumps in this match. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no. he's done. Um, yeah, it's it. They've got some good stuff. They got some good. Uh, I think Terry roll. Yeah, Terry's the first out because he rolls up Maldito um, while uh, Platino does a, a second rope uh, fat ass splash onto Trauma Dose, um, and then Solar grabs a, a some sort of Yave on Dose on uh, Trauma Dose after he has just been flattened and he taps out. Uh, which I, again, this is the way that you should do this. This, you, like, one guy, like, if in kayfabe terms, uh, the fat guy jumps on him, and then everybody comes in and just puts a hold on him, and he just taps over and over, and then everybody leaves. He loses his mask, and that's the match. Like, that's pre- yeah, pretty simple strategy. But, um, but um, wrestlers aren't as smart as you and me. That's the thing. So we get, so we get the two old fucks who really are better than this, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, you know, they can I leave love the now. fact that. I love the fact that Solar was threatened with face facial mutilation with a fucking beer bottle by a dude who is like again basically his nephew. His, yeah, it's so funny, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he worked they, like him. Black Terry and Solar work for about five minutes each, but they they both work extremely hard and uh, really add some gravitas to the whole match. Um, so let's see. Macabre comes back in, tries to pick the bones. Um, I think there's interesting like potential strategies in Roulette's beyond. Uh, that, you know, you just don't break pins, um, never yeah. break a pin. Um, never break a pin, except if it's your brother. You have, yes. You have two sets of brothers yeah. and then, and then one's gone back. Like, well, so it's, you've also got this interesting dynamic where maybe don't go for pins because you're, you would be abandoning your brother. 
Um, yes. The, you know, the Hardy Boys versus Dudleys, maybe? The match where they, they climb out and then they have to climb back in? Yeah. Like, there, so, yeah. there's some interesting, like, ideas. Uh, that, yes, there's a uh, an Inferno L, an L ring where um, Casas climbs back into the cage. Really? Okay. To, yeah, for uh, heavy metal. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, which is his cool. brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the um, youngest of the three. So yeah, those those uh Inferno del Cage match, uh is that how you say that? Inferno and El Ring. And El Ring. Um those matches are um I like those have been done forever, right? The matches where uh everybody tries it's like ten people in a cage, they all have to climb out, and then like the last two guys have like a single fall match. Yeah, um, and it's, like, that's yeah. sort of the precursor to this, to a Ruleta de la Marte. Uh, in a I, way. I don't think they had been doing this before they did that. I feel like that's well, an older gimmick. Well, there's a famous, like, Ruleta de la Marte as a full tournament. Okay. But this is like, a, this is a cybernetic. Well, that's what basically. the, right. This is one long match. The, the, um, we talked about it on the Viano episode. Yes. The Viano 5 and Viano 4 you know, Cassandra, Pirata Jr. and all those guys. That was a traditional eight team tournament that wasn't one long unbroken match. Um but yeah, this is this is a cool structure for a match. I would you call this a Cybernetico? Because usually Cyberneticos have a little more structure than this, don't they? It's one guy comes yes, in, another yes, guy goes this out. Isn't really a pure, this is like um a, This is just a free for all like, scramble. It's a scramble plus, basically yeah. is yeah, is the way I it's would a fray. It. Like, a fray. Shout out to Frey. You fucking know that I wanted to call it a fray. You know that I wanted to call it. Do you remember it a fray. Sam uh cut out any references to the fray movement on the on the I episode that we did? He totally fucking did. Um because there's there's a good amount that got cut out of us. That's fair. We say a lot of things and he didn't care well, for a lot of the things were, we had to say. Well, some of them were just weren't even problematic or anything. They were just us riffing. Yeah. They were just us talking about Bad Max. Too much riffing. Shouts out to Bad Max. Uh, Bad Max. Yeah. So the um let's see, I don't know what do you even say about this match? So you run through uh, all the eliminations, mul- I guess? Uh run through um fucking Maldito's gigantic fat man moonsault. Right. A Vader sized moonsault. Uh I'd say Maldito is probably almost like eight inches shorter than Vader, but he weighs maybe 20 pounds more. Yeah. And he does a moonsault that like, um, looks almost like a video game. Um, like, like a pre canned animation of a guy doing a backflip off the top rope. It's It's so good. Uh, he just Uh, destroys him with it. And then Maldito also, uh, or no, uh, Platino. All right. Who does the Topecon hello? Platino. Platino does the Topecon hello on Dos and Macabre. Uh, and, Platino then pins Uno and can leave. And at this point, I am extremely worried for for Mr. Maldito because he will almost certainly get destroyed by the Navarro boys. Um, and then Uno hits the classic Navarro twisting, uh, I think they call it the Cruceta. Yeah, the Cruceta Negro or something like yeah. that. Um, on Maldito. Uh, yes. Taps in. Um, Trauma 1 can leave. And then now we're down to 3, Macabre. Trauma 2 and Maldito. Platino. Platino. Maldito right. is in red. Maldito, yeah, he's gone. I did he, this over and over with my notes. <laughs> it is it is weird. The only thing, the only way I can tell you is that the Maldito, because you told me this, like, you looked and to try and figure out which is which, and for the brothers, and they're fucking ta- tagged Yeah, so every Wanda. picture of them has both of them. If you search one and, of them, you're going to see pictures And so of many both. of them are them in the same outfit, yep. in matching outfits. This is the only way that you I could say that you could tell if you don't know is you have to look at um, a spoiler Plat- for this match? 
No, the Platino, um, he has what looks like a silver or something, it, which platinum. Like okay, that's the only platinum. way that I can, sure. that, that's the only way that I can say that like you could be able to tell sure. like, automatically. But it's, if you're not thinking of that, you're not going to tell. Yeah. Like that's how, that's when I figured out like the first time I watched this match. But Interesting. I was, I, yeah, I, I'd never seen these guys before. They, they might be my new favorite wrestlers though. I know. Uh, I want to see them. Shinobu Kandori and the Platino and Maldito brothers. <laughs> like, yes. I want to see them versus the Hit Squad, right? Like, yeah, that's totally. Like, Im- Im- immediately. Yeah. The that's... Hit Squad would like take liberties with them. It would be, it would be Magic and Suba all over again. Well, um, not, well, not in Tijuana necessarily. <laughs> the Coacalco, Koa- uh, wrecking crew. Um, yeah. Tronodos is bleeding uh, through his mask, but it looks like it's like just in the mouth area, which is gross looking. Yeah. Uh, Maldito hits a... Uh, all right, so Ma- Macabre hits a uh, Platino. All right. Got it. Just I'll get yes. it. All right. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Macabre hits like one of the worst Eddie Guerrero slingshot sentons into the ring it's I've so ever good. seen. <laughs> it's so, so much you remember when we watched the Nigerian Nightmares versus uh, Havoc and... and Monster Mac. Yeah. Uh, one of the Nigerian Nightmares does one in that match. That looked better than this. Um, if you <laughs> want a good yes, comparison. Yes, he's like, he, I mean, I think he's at, like, perpendicular with uh, a trauma at, it's a at side one role. point. Yeah. Like, he's so bad. And it's, then, then Patano hits a really fucking good one. He's like 325 one, pounds. Like a le- like Dick Togo or yeah. Eddie level of, like, just, He's got, like, like a, control. Yeah, he, like, flattens his body out halfway. It's, like, fully, like, yeah, swanned out almost. Really good. Uh, but that's not to say Macabre is bad because he does have some true fucking uh, backyard energy. You know what? He reminds me uh, kind of of, the of like, a guy that I used to buy shit off of. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he, he is like a real, he just has a, like that real scumbag. Like he is a guy, like I said, he, he is a guy who wrestles Masada a lot for whatever reason. Okay. He feels like that, right? Doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. He, that feels appropriate. He could be slotted into the, the Ruben Steele role, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. Man, my notes got really bad here because the way I, the, the method I was, I was typing, I was watching this on the TV and typing on my phone, the notes. So it was, it's real, it's a real mess. Um, let's see. Macabre goes for is, does Macabre go for the the uh, tope or is it uh, multi or platino? Shit, I'm doing a really bad job here. Help help me out. Talk about stuff. Platino um, <laughs> this one out. goes for a big tope and each he gets a chair shot to the face. Right. And each shit on the dirt. Um, yes. And he, okay. At one point, he I, I don't remember if it's in the in this um penultimate round for lack of a better way mm-hmm. of the three sure. of them or if it's in the final showdown where he takes his top off okay uh, off, uh, off i his, have that um, i have that a little later yeah um yeah, that like the straw and it's like and he gets cut the fuck up on that that's not just blood yeah. that's clearly like he is getting caught from landing in dirt yeah yeah there's it's there's stuff so in that dirt cool. um yeah all right so there's this um on the knees strike exchange between Platino and I believe Maldito, um, and Pla- Pla- uh, Platino, um, Platino and, and Mas- Macabre. Okay, it's it's trauma. All right, trauma. <laughs> really doing a bad job here. I had yeah, Macabre uh, steals a uh, he he steals a fall out on um, trauma. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. He uh, yeah. That's he gets like a really sick leg lock, some sort of cool Yave that like hyper extends the hell out of uh, trauma's 
Trauma's lag. Even the um, scummiest, most backyard ass motherfuckers can know do Yaves. That's right. Yeah, That's... except Volador. Yeah, well, Volador is not backyard. He's, he's no, no. He's not even. We're, he's not anything. <laughs> we're just calling him. We're just calling him. Uh, you know, we're just calling him Melvin. The Melvin. Um, it's like a fucking insult to Buzz Osborne to fucking refer to Volador as a Melvin. Um, but yeah, so we get Trauma and Trauma Two and uh, Platino are the final two, and. We get this insane on the knees strike exchange, you know, classic just New Japan shit, right? But this is gross. They do fucking uh, overhand chops, and uh, Placido has these great uh, body shot punches that he yeah. fires off like real fucking fast, and a nice like overhand right uh, right jab, yeah, a beautiful looking jab. Yeah, he's got some good strikes, um, and then this leads into him firemaning. Uh, firemanning, fireman carry, slamming, <laughs> uh, trauma two, and he goes up to the top and hits a really nice fat ass swanton. Yes, beautiful. And then he does a like step up like fat ass rana too. Uh, sends. Oh my god, that is an ins- that is a beautiful, beautiful. It's a weird. It looks like he almost doesn't do it. Um, really, really close. To it's being it's dropped like in his it, own it's... head. It's it's like a Dragon Lee level of one of those where yeah. one of those it's like you where you almost you where they do it half the time like to do it as an exchange of oh handstand heads right handstand then I do it and then middle and of like, an no, Osprey segment yes I know it's it's gorgeous but it's gorgeous yeah this, it's like, got it's got like early Mystico like vibes it's it's yes. it's weird it's it's beautiful <laughs> it's this really cool. 300, this uh five ten three hundred fifty pound man you think he's five ten. I don't think he's me. No, maybe. I think he's like five five. Those guys look short to me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Oh know. yeah, we want to be nice to the guy. He's about to lose his fucking he's mask. He- yeah, he's a hefty bag motherfucker for sure. For real, for real. So yeah, that that sends trauma to the floor, and then he then fat ass Platino goes for a tope suicida, and in the grand tradition of Coliseo Coacalco, he finds not trauma too, but instead a chair in his face, uh, and the dirt on the floor. Uh, so yeah, trauma sort of like sidesteps him and throws a chair right in his mug. And Platino takes himself a little, uh, Coacalco dirt nap, uh, which is a, a place many have slept. Uh, yes. it's, it's a really good place to get a little rest. And he does as he starts bleeding. Um, and then back in trauma tries to grab the, uh, Navarro Crusetta, uh, for, for an, a near submission, but Platino gets to the ropes. Um, which and, is always cool because that's like I think of that as an almost instant yeah. death, but when it's it's such a it's such a beautiful yeah hold. oh yeah but, Navarro putting the corset on is is basically the uh, Atlantida or you know any of those like massive it's like the it's the Atlantida of uh, like holds. Hogan just did a fucking uh, Enziguri yes Hogan <laughs> God Enziguri damn it ass. this pissing um, me off um, this match pissing me off um, yeah. They, the last person to bleed, right? Platino was the last person to bleed. Oh, he just hit the axe bomber. And Tenryu didn't even kick out at three. He just let him pin him. God damn it. This fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> no wonder, dude. Just, you gotta kick, like, right at three. Like, that's what Hogan would have done to you, man. Um, yeah, Platino was the last person to bleed in this match. And it only happened when he topeed himself into a fucking chair and. Took a fucking dirt nap, and his bleeding like has a nipple ripped off. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. that's so good. Um, what we got another? He counters another Crusetta, goes for a Martinette. Uh, Trauma escapes and grabs a modified octopus, kind of Yave, which I was certain was the end, right? 
And then, yeah, yeah the, they, they rip apart the fucking, he rips his singlet apart. Uh, they chop each other some. Trauma hits his amazing headstand on the buckle into the dropkick. Yeah. And then he hits like a B-boy. Uh, what do you call, what, what did B-boy call that move? The flying dropkick in the corner? Uh, I forget what he called it off the top of my head. Yeah. The, 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 like, you, like now it's like the, the stall dropkick, the delay dropkick. And maybe call like, it the pe- face eraser or some shit. Yeah, face eraser sounds fucking cool. It's yeah. Be- um, it just looks fantastic. Like the, like people will associate that now with like a Shibata or something, but Ra- sure. R- Rush's version is better. I yeah. think of that as a Rush drop. Like, See, the, the style that Trauma does it in is that he like follows through and almost ends up out of the ring by the, by the end. Uh, Rush is like a full running, full speed front drop kick. Um, they're all slightly, yeah, they're all slightly different. Um, this was more the B-boy style, I thought. And then he grabs a rolling crucifix with a leg scissor, uh, around the neck for, for the win. Uh, just a sick fucking match. And this is the first, this is like, I think the only one of these we get like an emotional, uh, unmasking on, uh, Platino, his brother's there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. We never got it in the next match that we're going to cover. Um, I, have yeah. a, I have a joke written down about that, but we haven't covered it yet, so I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, but this match is so fucking good. It's 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 classic. It's it's so and it's just so much fun. It's something that I don't know. I I think it's. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like it wouldn't take away from the specialness to see the, like this kind of match happen like more often, just because it's it's just. Such a perfect format. I feel. I feel like this would be a good, um, like a good, um, sort of every you know once a year. At once the, a year. Uh, it's a once a year sort of thing. Yeah. At their anniversario show, you just do this. Um, I I could totally see that that being a thing that would be a fun like once a year, um, special occasion kind of match. I really liked it. I wish that Solar and Black Terry could have stuck around a little longer, but. It was it was good. I love Koa Calco. I love to watch the guys roll around in the dirt. That's about as good as it gets. Um, but yes. you know, it's there's a lot of good buildings. There's a lot of good venues in in Mexico. And somehow we've talk- never talked about this one. Yes, maybe maybe the greatest of them all. Frankly, or no offense to La Catedral the, in Mexico. Right, La Catedral but, is really cool. Um, I I got I got into Lucha Libre because of matches that happened in this building. Yes, Arena Nakapan. Nakapan. Go ahead. And it is December twenty sixth, twenty ten. IWRG, of course, the Internacional uh, Wrestling Revolution Group. Yes, the uh, home promotion for Arena Nakapan. It is. Commando Negro versus El Poyo. El Basque fucking Poyo. Main event time. Yeah. El Poyo. What do you what can you tell me about El Poyo? Um what can I tell you about the man or the <laughs> myth? Um Who is he? Do we have any who, idea? I oh I know exactly who he is. Okay. It. He is an uncle of La Sombra, Andrea de Cien Almas. <laughs> of course he is. Okay, now yes. tell me what you know about the rest of Uncle Kevin. Uncle uh, Kevin. He had a weird ass career. He just like never stuck anywhere. I know that uh Brilliante, what is he? What is he? Describe for people who may not watch this. What well, how, who is what El Pollo? El Pollo El Pollo is a man in a uh full chicken suit <laughs> with a chicken head. 
you know, you know, one of them, you know, one of them girls you pick up off the That's street. That's right. He's a chicken head. Um, and he is just full yellow. <laughs> he also has a tiny little chicken mascot, like his own Zachariah. <laughs> He's got a Pequeno Pollo. It's, and, and then Commando Negro is just a, a regular ass guy. Yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know if I call him regular. He's a fucking hard ass dude. Oh, I mean, this uh, is the future, uh, Connus, Connus Lupus, Lupus, who we'll talk who, about in the next episode. Yes, of, and uh, it should be said of the, the only other contender to greatest, uh, Apoesta. Yeah, I, think is I you know match. what? I'm looking forward to rewatching it. I, I, that's uh, all I'll say, because I, I wasn't mixed on it last time, but I thought it was a little overrated, so I'm looking forward to rewatching that. This, El Pollo vs. Commando Negro, December 26th, 2010, is one of the first IWRG matches I think I ever saw. It would have been, yeah. it would have been either this or like one of those Black Terry, Negro Navarro, um, you know, tags or six mans or, you know, the Cerebros, Los Cerebros Terribles versus the Navarro family or whatever. Um, yeah. This match is shot on a handheld camera by Black Terry Jr., of course. Black Terry yes. Jr. is the uh, the legitimate son of... Well, that's a weird, I didn't mean to say it like that, but I, I think it's probably fair. He's the legitimate son of Black Terry. Yes. Um, unlike Guerrero Maya Jr., who is just, you know, a protege, not actually yes, his son. Yes, just his, like, um, Black Terry's favorite pupil, which really funky says a lot about Guerrero Maya Jr. as yeah, a wrestler. Course. but of course. Awesome who, dude. Um, um, yeah. But, like, Black yes. Terry Jr. Uh, became a guy who would just... I don't know how people found him, but when I got into... When I started posting on Wrestling KO... Um, in 2010, 2011, this stuff was all there. People would post, uh, Phil Schneider and, and wrestling KO Mike, shout out to wrestling KO Mike as usual. Um, um uh, parties, Graham crackers, like those guys would just post, sorry, you had a shout out. I was going to shout out jet lag. Shout out to jet lag. Of course, jet lag was there, um, posting links to these matches in this building. Uh, Arena Nakopan is a, is a very cool, uh, it's a very air horn heavy building where yes. the air horns really have a, an echoey quality to them. Um, it's not, they're not always there. I'm not sure if they put them up at a certain point, uh, and then, or it would take them away or whatever, but the guardrails in Arena Nakopon are, um, basically just a very stiff rail yes, that has banners hanging over it. There's no actual, they're... there's no actual wall to that, right? It's just a banner hanging over a rail. Yeah, it does seem like like maybe just there's like some like like the banners are a little thicker because it's I never it's not like you ever see anyone. You ever seen me through, to go through? Yeah, it's, right. It's a it's like a post and then a, a floor post. Right. But then like and then it's just canvas or something that like thick enough that someone can't go through it. But it's not like. It, it looks vicious. Yeah, you, it's extremely not... common to see someone hit a tope suicida and launch their opponent uh, flying backwards, like in like what ass their... over tea kettle. Yes, their ribs hit the fucking rail, and the rail doesn't budge an inch. They fly, yeah, backwards, head first over it. Um, and they're gonna be pissed in blood for a week. Yeah, for sure. Chico Che uh, has pissed a lot of blood in his life. Uh, Chico Che was also maybe one of the guys that I first got into. But El Pollo yeah, um, is a chicken that, man. He's a chicken man. Uh, he and... starts the match by hitting a tope con pollo on uh, Negro Navarro or on, on Commando Negro. Um, yes. I'm gonna do that a few times. Uh, <laughs> and the, yes, ambush him um, because. Here's the thing. Uh, does El Pollo seem like he has a chance to win this match? Against the army man? Probably not. No, it doesn't. He... He's he, a chicken man. Yeah, he is 
desperate. This he's a desperate motherfucker. He yeah. is. Um, he's a chicken man. He's, you know. just a, he's just a fucking chicken guy, man. Like he's just he he eats shit on a rolling centon dive attempt, like off the apron. Yes, just completely on the fucking floor. Yeah, oh, Negro stomps him a few times, gets in the ring, just beats up the fucking mini uh, Poyito, I guess you could call him, little chicken yes. man. Um, it he just, he hits some like big bombs. He rips at the Poyo mask a little bit. Uh, but Poyo then quickly rolls him up for for the for the fall, and this yeah. Is... So as he's going as he's going for uh, an, some sort of nudo, some sort of like uh, figure four, or like like leg lock variation, and he just goes and yeah, he's down fall. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's Chicken Man. Chicken Man wins it's, the first fall. How about that? He is, and the indignity of losing a, a single fall to the Chicken Man. Yeah, right. How, how? Of course, of course. Um, how you lose? They, we actually get a cut though, uh, as we, we go to the second fall and we're already outside and Negro, uh, Commando Negro is pissed the fuck off. They brawl out to the infamous, like, beer storage corner of Aranagopon. Yes. There's this corner in this building, right, that's got, like, two big beer coolers. And I assume they sell beer from over there, but maybe they just store it there. I'm not really sure. I've never seen anybody actually doing concessions over there. But no, this is no. the part of the of the building. Of course, this is – all right, so for people who may not know, this is the building that the uh, Rush, Rush – sorry, I'm so sorry – Rush and Dragon Lee versus L.A. Park and uh, El Hio de, de La Parca – uh, match took place in, right? Last, yes. uh, I think June 17th of 2018, something like that. Indeed. It's yes. the famous cum bucket match, right? Where uh, a bucket, uh, with an undisclosed and unknown substance, uh, of, you know, uh, hmm, suspect color and viscosity, I guess. Sure. Uh, gets thrown into, I believe, Rush's face, right? Yes. And, uh, and it was, uh, called the cum bucket. And for, so a lot of, a lot of people watch that clip at least. And I think a lot of people watch that match. I think more people, I think that, that might be the most viewed arena knockupon match, uh, ever just because it like, it broke into the, yes, the, at least for, uh, for, for, you know, for Americans. Yes. And other uh, yes. I'm talking about the fucking like Splania crowd. Like the, the people who listen to that shit. Uh, I remember Kathy herself was posting about the cum bucket and I was like, stop appropriating my culture, Kathy. And she was like, you know, she said she posted a four tweets in a row at me when I was polite to her about, you know, gentrifying my favorite thing. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, Kathy. Anyway. Poyo's mini is awesome. Um, he's, he's so fucking funny. He doesn't, he's not worth a damn. He's, he is so little. He is Zacharias sized. Um, yeah, Negro beats the shit out of both of them. Uh, he, he picks up some heavy metal thing, uh, that looks like almost like a, like a discarded propane tank and beats. It looks like it, it looks like a classic, uh, it is a classic Arena Knucklefan bucket. It is the home of crappy buckets. For but sure. this one is corroded fruit to the fucking bottom. It's insane how bad. This is the worst bucket I've ever seen <laughs> in the history of Arena Knucklefan buckets. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> it's the, great. The worst, it's so, it's just vicious. It's disgusting. It kicks ass. Yeah. Uh, everyone's they, getting bloody. They uh, get back, when they get back to the ring. Poyo is bleeding through the hole that's been ripped in his mask, like pretty heavily. His chicken you, head is fucking hanging by a thread. And uh, Commander Negro is just knuckle punch, knuckle punch, knuckle punch. He work bites work him. Work. Yeah, he's yeah. And you can see like the gray hair, like the like the silver 
uh, like the salt and pepper hair of this guy, of Uncle Kevin. Of the, and the man just, beneath just, the mask. And just like, you can see like, like the sort of face of like, what is, oh, you what can life see, have I had? You see beyond the feathers. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so when I was watching, I remember when I was watching IWRG at the time, I always got Commando Negro mixed up with the Los Oficiales group, which is like three cops, basically. Yeah. Um, it was like, uh, Officer AK-47, Officer, what, do you remember what their names were? Um, AK-47, 911, and, <laughs> um... That's good enough. Yeah, I think we're good with that. Is it Officer... <laughs> Is, is it uh, Oficial Fiero? I forget. Yeah, I think it might have been. I think it might have actually been something that was, um, you know, that wasn't as funny as the other two. Um, I can't find it. I looked for Oficiale RWRG, and it didn't bring shit up. Um, but I always was. I always got him mixed up with those guys, and I guess it's because the cops and the military are the same thing, right? Yeah. Um, the the upon thick plastic chairs that like refuse to fold the you know they're, yes. they're like assembly chairs or whatever that you they're would fucking, have no oh, what's your what because i don't the, even know how to describe them they're like fucking posture chairs basically mm. sure sure they're, they're like just brutal they look and they i mean you can just talk them at people you can do whatever the fuck you want with them they look great heavy they're and just... ungiving for sure um yeah, Pollo uh, has a, a bit of a comeback as Negro misses a top rope or a second rope moonsault, um, and Pollo rips back at his mask, power bombs him, and we got double juice. Uh, not nearly as much from Negro as far as I remember, right? He doesn't no. bleed nearly as much as the Chicken Man does. The Chicken and Man, of course, bleeding all over his yellow suit, which is yes. great. So I mean, we people always talk about white, and now I can't think <laughs> of white without thinking of the goddamn Harry Wrestling fan line about Jimmy Havoc. Sure, like the, our artistry of pool, like how, how his blood pools. Yeah, no, fuck that. That's not how it works, asshole. I'm yeah. glad you got canceled. Yeah. but no, but at the, at the same time, I wish time, I would have like, gotten a picture of his dick first. Yeah, That's just me, though. you know, That's just you me. know, would have, what you know, we could have learned some things about him. I want to know. Uh. <laughs> uh, but this is just, this is just like. This is literally just a massacre. This is just, it's so brutal. Yeah. Well, so the actual, the pin in the second fall is not even, so this match goes from being just a a thumping to like somewhat even from time to time because Puyo does get a lot of big spots and he hits a superplex and he goes for the pin. uh, And then Commander Negro just grabs a crucifix hold and pins him. Like just after getting superplexed. Um, And then Puyo attacks him while he's recovering, which mirrors the end of the first fall where... Uh, you know, Negro got rolled up and then beat the shit out of Pollo at the beginning of the next fall. Same thing happens here, but in reverse. Uh, but this is where we get to see the more vicious side of the chicken man. Yeah. Um, he's heaving chairs. the rooster. Yeah, that's right. The cock of the walk, um, which I never um, knew what cock of the walk meant, but it's pretty funny to. It's, it's funny. It's, it's funny very, when it's, it's Christopher Walken, right? It's an interestingly split crowd at times. Like for the most part, they actually seem like they are rooting for El Pollo, but like they're also like they don't want him to be a rudo because it is a, a gigantic chicken man. Yeah, it's a chicken man. Why do you you don't want the chicken man to be a rudo? You want him to be a technico. Also, they may, may you know cook him and eat him afterwards. Like, yeah, <laughs> who knows? Negro kills him if the if the army man uh, kills this this. Uh, innocent bystander maybe they'll just cook him and eat him no problem um 
yeah, the the whistle finally blows for the beginning of the the third fall, the tercera, um, and Pollo puts Negro in a chin lock and starts like smothering his face, his mouth with his hand, like so he can't breathe out of his mouth. Like the the rooster comes out here. Yes, um, this is. This is just like one of the most desperate fights, yeah. uh, you know, you'll ever see, which is so weird. It's so insane from El Pollo, from the Chicken Man. Yeah. It's incredible. Pollo um, hits a fucking uh, slingshot senton to the floor. Uh, Commando yeah. Negro hits a great tope. Uh, and, but then, yeah, Pollo answers back with the classic, like, Dick Togo, Vera style. It's like the Eddie Guerrero. Like, so say the guy is, um, the opponent is on the floor, back down, you know, uh, feet, like, almost under the ring. Yeah. And so, you know, parallel with the guy that's doing the move. And you do the Eddie Guerrero slingshot senton, but from the inside out, and just land on them in a parallel way. It's, like, it's such a weird move. It's sort of a staple um, of, like, big, you know, big Mexican matches big lucha matches that have people who are willing to do a move like that yes it's the um it's uh it's not the pantera special because that one is inevitably to an opponent on their stomach which is even more psychotic okay yeah but it's that same like that's like that like you've seen you've seen a lot of people do this move but it's always it always is insane yeah but you never seen a fucking you've never seen a chicken do it I've never seen chicken do it. No, I've yeah, <laughs> never seen a chicken covered in blood. Uh, this is like really like if you really break it down, it's like sort of a slaughterhouse. Like you ever you ever watch or uh, you ever like watch footage of slaughterhouses? I have avoided it, but I, I've seen. I, I mean, I've I know in my head. Yeah. I watched a documentary one time, and it was uh, I don't even know the name of it, but it was so disturbing that I stopped eating meat for a whole week. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just it, it left it left uh, you know its message. That's right. That's right. It really it really changed me for a week. Um, yeah. So, Pollo hits an fu and then misses a moonsault, like another like sort of like looked like uh, Maldito's moonsault, except instead of a four hundred and fifty pound uh, weirdo in a red suit, this came from a chicken man who is like. Probably weighs 150 pounds. Uh, yeah, like really from weird. Uncle Kevin. Yeah, Uncle in Kevin. In the chicken suit. In the chicken suit, of course. Um, and let's see, I, wh- where does it go from here? Um, Negro hits a few power bombs. Um, Pollo makes a few little comebacks. We get a uh, an arm drag from the top that prompts a, like a double KO near fall from Pollo. Always one of the. It's such a weird spot, but it's also like it, it, they go up at. I think they uh, both get up at like or rise uh, their shoulders at like one. It almost feels like it, it feels almost. Well, so like it's, it's not a count to ten. It's not like an American style count to ten. The referee gets down and like he's counting two pinfalls. Counts one, yes. two, three, um, and they both pull up. Yes, usually, and usually when it happens, it's like a two point nine or something. But yeah. it's like it's not. It just like. It's like, you son of a bitch, how dare you even do that? Yeah, the that? referee like, is going into business for himself, yeah. <laughs> it's um, very, it's funny. Um, Pequeno takes is... a, uh, Pequeno chicken takes a rib breaker and Negro goes up top oh, um, before that. That was, that's what happened actually. He was going to moonsault the, the mini, the micro chicken. And that's when Pollo gave him the arm drag. Um, and then baby chicken 
hits a second rope splash, and they both cover Commando Negro, but it's two again. Uh, and you'll, we do get, like, full, like, split, almost dueling chants, like it was the Alexandria Palace or whatever. Like, this is full uh, modern crowd that's, you know... The, yes. you, you've got your Poyo section and you've got your uh, your Commando section. And finally, a, a third uh, pop-up powerbomb attempt by Negro Navarro gets reversed into Arana uh, for two. And this is when Poyo rips his own shirt off and the ladies start to whistle. Yes, his own, <laughs> um, his own fucking is feathers. It's so, yeah, it's he so funny. takes his feathers off and the, the women go crazy. Um, and he gets a Casadora roll-up for two. And then Negro, almost anticlimactically, but Earned well enough. Negro, or, uh, Commando Negro. I should have just wrote Commando for my notes. Yes. I, I've been talking about Navarro so much, even though we didn't cover any of his matches. Um, Commando Negro finishes him off with a Rubik's Cube, or Joker Driver, which is an assault driver into mm-hmm. a quiet storm cradle driver. Like, just... It's a one-wing angel, except you have both legs cradled, so they land on the back of their neck. It looks, it's and it's it's not a, a finish you'd expect in a, a big lucha match, but it was no. fucking cool, especially not in 2010. Like the, the in, no, yeah, the indie moves had not fully, um, you know, bec- like you, you weren't seeing nearly as many, uh, you weren't seeing Canadian destroyers like commonly or at no. all in 2010 lucha. Um, as for, and and IWRG like the most traditional of them all. Yeah, like yeah, the, definitely. The, an old school promotion in a, in a lot of ways, actually, um, like its structure and it's like booking and, and also in the variety of the matches that they put on. Um, yeah. Chicken, chicken's going to lose his mask. Yeah. Uh, uncle Kevin will have to, uh, reveal his name and, uh, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully he's getting some, uh, checks. Every yeah. so, he's getting like a couple 500, uh, every, uh, like once a month or so from, uh, from the state. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from his nephew. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's getting that flair money, you know. Yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. So El Pollo, um, it could be, uh, could basically be the uncle in law to Charlotte Flair, huh? Yeah. We could what? be bringing the Pollo and Flair families together. More importantly, we could be getting El Pollo to be the new, uh, you know, leader of the star cast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, get the fuck out of here, Conrad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Uncle I, Kevin. I would like I'd, Uncle Conrad and Uncle Kevin. They go on the road together. I could see that. Um, yeah. Are you going to be watching any of that well, stuff this weekend? All that cool stuff. I got the whole package. I, I'm going to watch every single. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know they're going to be you know lots of fucking blue chew between That's those right. two boys. That's right. Um, I forgot to take blue chew again. I was going to. Fuck! I keep forgetting. I'm, I got to pop Viagra before the podcast. Um, unfortunately, we don't get footage of the unmasking, the file does cut. So we never actually get to see, uh, behind, behind the feathers. Um, we have no idea, uh, what he, what he looks like. I mean, I'm yes. sure we could probably find uh, be- it. Yes. Uh, the, his, you know, his beakless, uh, visage. That's right. It would have been, it would have really been, uh, like staring into his soul, but I feel like we got to see uh, pretty deep inside of him. Uh, anyways, you know, I'm <laughs> deep inside this chicken, man. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I have written down cause I didn't know whatever ha- happened to him, but obviously you can't continue to be El Pollo once you've had your chicken mask taken. Right. Cause like with, if you just have the, the yellow suit on, you're 
like just a Dollar Tree looking ass Bruce Lee. Like, <laughs> I think he has a mini run as Pollo Negro. Okay, turns Rudo, but it's <laughs> like only it's very short. Of course he does the Dark Meat. Um, yeah, oh, how about this Heath Ledger, Christian Bale, the Dark Meat. There we go. Uh, uh, yeah, man. so that's part one, I guess, of our uh, of our Apuestas of the Decade uh, series that we're gonna do. Um, if anybody listens to this and like has any suggestions or wants us to cover something, we'll at least like touch on it. Um, there's been a lot of good ones. I, was, I I'm really sad that we don't have Karante versus Kaifon, but we're I think we're gonna replace it with something uh, that we've talked about that we were considering doing anyways. So I look forward to doing that a match that I really love. And yeah, I, the, the Apuestas match is obviously super important and, and Lucha, but like also for, I think for fans of wrestling who don't really get into Lucha, I think there's, I think it's pretty simple for a, a, a person who doesn't understand what this is, doesn't understand like the flow and the rhythm of Lucha Libre to still watch a match like a, you know, like a Pollo, ne- a Commando Negro versus El Pollo and be even beyond the obvious, it's a chicken man fighting a military guy, <laughs> like novelty of it. I think if it was just two regular dudes, we're going to do uh, Candice Lupus versus, uh, who's he face? Uh, trauma one. Trauma one. Um, on, on the next episode. And like, if you just showed any random wrestling fan that, and that fan, that, that match did get some people, some non Lucha fans, like, to watch it. There were people in Voices of Wrestling talking about that fucking match. Um, I think people will, I think people get this. It feels big. Like, you put the thing, you know, the stakes, the, 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 you know, your entire character, your entire look on the line, you know. Um, hair versus hair matches have been big in America as well. Obviously, the Portland territory was known for them. Um, you know the ver- like the version like um, the famous uh, title versus mask, uh, Eddie versus or Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, Hall sure. and Havoc '97. Yeah, like that was a big thing. I think a lot a of big... people remember Ray versus Kevin Nash. And yes, yeah, so I was going to add like, that's a big moment. Like, yeah, it's and it, like it's really stupid, but. You know, it, it mean it, it's, it, it's like you, you can feel and like, like a great performance. Like you really get from a player, like you get the desperation and you get like Commander Negro, the sense of just indignity upon him of have, if like he cannot lose his mask, like how, how can he lose his mask to anyone? But how could he lose his mask to the chicken man Yeah, and his little chicken boy, his little chicken son, his little chicken friend? <laughs> How could he lose that in that situation? He has to fight on another day and keep that and keep his hood, you know? Yeah. And he, and he did. He became, you know, Candace Lupus. And then he, well, we'll get to it. <laughs> yes. We'll get to what happened to his, his next mask as well. Um, now, I do want to say, I, I guess I'm glad to hear, um, just because the answer was so satisfying, what has become of El Pollo. But what do you think became of uh, Pequeño Pollo? God, that's. I have a theory. I hope he's doing okay. No, he's not. Yeah, he got eaten, didn't he? He got ate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you know, uncle, you know, like he was. Uh, so- he was still alive when it happened. 